2: K Gates, you want to save What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest Sports Radio. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Fire Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Fame. Robin, get the corkscrew. Tim, tell, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports dude. NFL, Ring the wood, step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter, Wonder Sports. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show
3: Yes, it is a Fredo free-for-all Friday.
1: And it's Uh, freezing.
3: And it's freezing outside. Well, it is January 17th if you're scoring at home. And if you are, make sure you throw another log on the fire for your nooner. It's actually 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 1 o'clock noon in the east. Actually, it's 1 o'clock in the east, noon central time. So if you're in the central time, you could be having a nooner. If you're in the mountain time, it's 11 o'clock. Pacific, it's 10 a.m. You know the rest of the story. It's Tony Bruno, Miss Robin on a Friday. We got a lot of stuff today. We got a double header.
1: Yes we do. Ahead
3: of us today, Miss Robin.
1: Well, it's more than just a double header. it's like special programming.
3: Yes, it's a special bonus contos as we like to say in soccer. Bonus innings, extra, extra time. but it's not going to be a, it'll be a separate show, a one-hour special. And that'll be from 4:30 to 5:30. We will have an in-studio guest. The great.
1: Darius Mayfield. Yeah, Mr.
3: Darius Mayfield. A guy from the New York, New Jersey, tri-state metropolitan area who's been doing a lot of good things in the community. And you know I always uh, rip the mayor and the district attorney in the city because I'm a taxpayer. (laughs) I know you may find that interesting, but I care about my community. I don't worry about what's going on in Washington. I worry about what's going on on Washington Avenue, which is a couple of blocks from here, and all the other things that are going on. So... I'm putting my back where my mouth is, or my mouth where my back is, although I can't do that anymore since of all these situations that I've been through in the last year, Robin. But the good news is we're going to do good stuff, and that's all it's up. We only can do what we can do. Or as the great Charlie Manuel once said, what it is is what it is, and that's what we'll talk about later on. And if you want to help, you'll join us from 4.30 to 5.30, and we'll break it down for you. But we got NFL Championship Weekend, Robin. Championship Weekend. You know what that means?
1: What does that mean, Tony Bruno? That
3: means on Sunday night around, let's see, the second game starts, the NFC game, at six forty, seven forty, eight forty-nine. 49. By 10 o'clock, for sure, maybe by 9.30 on Sunday night, mm-hmm. we will know who will be in Super Bowl Live. Super Bowl Live. Not Live Tyler. It's a shame it's Liev Schreiber, because he spells his name L-I-E-V, and he does a lot of the voiceovers for NFL films. No,
1: he spells it L-I-E-V.
3: That's what I said. Did oh, I, say-
1: I thought you said L-I-V-E. No, yeah, that's yeah. live. Yes, you said L-I-V-E. I'm sorry, I meant L-I-E-V.
3: But I don't know many lives. but the Super Bowl this year will be Super Bowl L-I-V. Correct. Which, make, to make it short, we'll call it Super Bowl Live. L-I-V. Liv Tyler is the only live that I know of. I'm sure there's other people named Liv. If you can think of a live, let us know. Liv, you have any Libs that you, well, off the top of your head. It's a, like I said, Liv Schreiber, of course, great actor. Most notably, the Let's most see. recent show.
1: First name, famous first names
2: oh, named Liv. Yeah. Liv Tyler, of course,
3: is the daughter of Steven Tyler. She's an actress. She's 42. Liv King, who I don't know, yeah. who's 13, who's a dancer.
1: I mean Who some was? of these people are are like if the, if you call them famous that's that's pushing it.
3: But are these supposed to be celebrities?
1: Yes, like there's Live
3: the rapper, I don't know her. I didn't take a chance on her. I'm a chance the rapper guy. Live Liv Ullman, Ullman. that's
1: yes. right. Live Ullman, I I recognize.
3: Old school. Now she's old
1: um i mean they have people here included like tiktok stars and stuff tiktok like, yeah,
3: stars I'm, oh no, i'm not cl- what about mind. instagram models i'm sure there's a lot of instagram models named live now is Liv short for something or is that an actual first name now
1: i guess it's a first name
3: i don't know but we'll discuss it Liv super bowl liv which is 54 if you're scoring at home we're gonna call it Super Bowl live, and we'll know who it is. I
1: do know. That it is a given name. It's a given name, but it's a it's like a Norwegian name or something like that, right? Yeah, here, Nordic. It was a Nordic female given name derived from the Old, old Norse. What the howdy heck do you pronounce that? Uh, Hlif? Huh? H-L-I-F, which means shelter or protection in modern Norwegian.
3: It's all Norwegian, Dutch, Swainish, Danish, and Swedish to me.
1: Do not confuse Norwegian. I said Dutch Dutch, by mistake.
3: Danish. A lot of people think Dutch speak Danish, and they don't. No, they don't. And Danish have nothing to do with Danish pastry. So that's another story for another time.
1: The people that speak Danish are Danes. Exactly. From Denmark.
3: Not the great Danes, named after the great horse, uh, the great big dogs. Anyway, enough about that. We got champ. I will release the stone called Guaranteed. Apparently, there's a Live Wild, an upcoming porn star. Who's calling now? Anyway, we got the AFC game on Sunday at 3.05 on CBS, Tennessee and Kansas City. And, of course, the uh, NFC championship game, Packers-Niners, 6.40 on Sunday night on Fox. So we'll break it down. I'll give you the breakdowns, all the stats, all the minutia, all the stuff that you need from this particular big weekend, the Final Four in the National Football League. Meanwhile, we got a lot of other stuff going on too. We got basketball, we got hockey, we've got baseball, we've got scandals. Anybody uh, else get implicated in the baseball scandal? The biggest one of the 21st century so far, as we are 20 years in. It's nice to have a new baseball scandal. You know, it's it's like 1999. That was back in the steroid era, the 90s and 80s. Now we're in the Stealing sign zero. And I want to thank Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, who brought cheating back into the forefront in the National Football League. And now, of course, the Houston Astros, the Boston Red Sox, and now, of course, the New York Mets. Although we can't really implicate the Mets because the man they hired as their manager never actually got to manage a game, not even in spring training, because he was pretty much forced out as part of the Astros organization when they were cheating in 2017. And I don't think this is accusations. I think the fact, and again, as far as the it, Jose Altuve not, te, ha, not having his teammates tur- rip his shirt off when he was scoring uh, after the big home run in the playoff game, and there, was, there were insinuations that the reason he didn't do it is he, he didn't, his wife would be embarrassed. She didn't like one of the players. You know, you can do it. That, that's all still speculation. I don't think we can confirm that Jose Altuve was wearing a wire. It's just an assumption because...
1: Right. Because of the way he acted and... Listen, so- somebody
3: wants to rip my shirt off, I'm right there. I usually rip my own shirt off.
1: Yeah, no, you've proven that you Speaking are willing of- to take your clothes off quite easily.
3: Speaking of that, we will have a Florida update. Yes. Cl- near and dear to my heart. And We're going to Miami a yeah. week from tomorrow. Yes. We'll be heading, jumping on the Big Bird and going down for Super Bowl Live. And Robin and I will not take in the family truckster. We're flying this time. I ain't driving all the way to Miami.
1: Oh, give a quick shout-out to Colin Thompson. He must be on a break. He says he misses us. He must be homesick out there in Houston practicing for
3: – I saw some video this morning from the Tampa Bay Vipers. They're yeah. keeping me active because the XFL, of course, their season will start on February 8th. Mm-hmm. After the Super Bowl's all over, they kick it off in the XFL.
1: Actually, Colin, are you – since you're listening, you can answer via the chat room. Are you going to be in Miami – because I know that the XFL commissioner and the CEO is going to be there. They're going to come on the show. Well, of
3: course, because they're pimping the product. They don't have yeah. to practice. The players are practicing, Robin. I know. That's would, game week.
1: But I'm wondering if they're parading around some of the players as well.
3: As long as they parade around the cheerleaders, they're always, they'll always have a spot on our set at <laughs> Super Bowl Radio Row. <laughs> We're talking about practice, man. Is right. By the way, just in... Per Kent Rosenthal, not Ken Rosenthal, uh, as punishment, the Houston Astros will be relocated to Montreal as part of their punishment. <laughs> now, I thought that was the Tampa Bay Rays punishment for not drawing fans in Tampa, and they're going to become, as we said before, the Tampa Bay X-Rays, the Expo slash Rays. See what I mean? Yes. The X-E-X, Rays. But that's not my joke. Somebody came with that up. Came up with that earlier.
1: Although though. I do like that. And it, it the marketing uh, would be fantastic for it. You could have like t shirts made up with like, yes. that looks like an x ray. So it looks like you're seeing the skeleton yeah, through it. Exactly. You could have like the x ray glasses that you hand well, out. Well, I had that
3: as a kid because I got all that Superman shit believing that I could Seriously, see through women's that's clothes.
1: That's a great name. Think mm. about that. That's a great name for a team.
3: We're not here to help teams get their names, Robin. That's mm-hmm. another mission for okay. another time. But meanwhile, <clears throat> let's get it back to the business here now. A lot of stuff. I mentioned uh, the Sixers host the Chicago Bulls tonight as the Sixers are still a team 17 years into the you trust the process rebuild. We don't know what's going on with their bench. Still don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons, whether he will never, ever have to take a shot or just just go to the basket all the time. Flyers lose against Montreal last night. All kinds of uh, NFL news with offensive coordinators, teams putting together their staffs. Not even talking about player movement yet, but certainly, pardon me, you know, four teams are still left. So their coaching staffs are pretty much set. But the team's out. Baltimore, for example, a lot of their coaches, they're probably going to stay, I would think, except maybe the one guy who was the, uh, the Baltimore quarterback coach apparently is on the uh, Eagles' short list to replace – the two guys they fired, the offensive coordinator and the wide receivers coach. But the guy whose name is out there is James Urban. Not Keith Urban. Not Urban Outfitters. Can't think of anybody else named Urban. Urban Meyer, hello! Not Urban Meyer. But that's his first name. His last name is James Urban. James Urban used to be here at Penn. He was was an assistant coach like, at University of Pennsylvania from 99 to 2003. Then he went to the NFL. He worked with Andy Reid here in Philadelphia. He was uh, basically a coaching assistant back then with Andy. Mm -hmm. Then he moved up the food chain. He went to Cincinnati, was the wide receiver's coach, getting a lot of credit for their great wide receiver, A.J. Green, for his development. He made the Pro Bowl seven years in a row when James Urban was the Cincinnati Bengals' wide receiver coach. He was there seven years. A.J. Green was there seven years. A.J. Green made the Pro Bowl. So that's what happens. That's how you move up the food chain. You start out as a coaching assistant in college. You move up. You become an assistant to Andy Reid. You know, not not a, a position player coach, but you start off and you move up the food chain, which is the way it is pretty much in every business, you would think. So anyway, now James Urban who is with the Baltimore Ravens at this hour as a quarterback coach, getting a lot of credit for the development of Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. who's one of the superstars emerging instantly in the NFL. So his name is out there, and the Eagles may be bringing him back uh, to be the quarterback coach, not necessarily just a quarterback coach, but slash offensive coordinator now. You move up from wide receiver coach, quarterback coach, to offensive coordinator, and uh, James Urban apparently is the name right now that we're hearing here in the Delaware Valley. But we still got golf news. We got football news. We've got great updates today. Not Harry Reid. Not Handy Reid. Not Urban Sprawl. <clears throat> not Urban Renewal. I'm thinking of all the words with Urban, Robin, because, you know, that's how we play it here. Um, The Eagles are doing Urban Renewal. We need to be more Urban here in Philadelphia. <laughs> you can't be any more Urban than <laughs> we are, Robin. You know what I'm saying?
1: And we also have a hero update today. It's yes, a, we do. It's an amazing hero story.
3: Is that the one in golf we're talking about? No. no he's not a hero.
1: No, we have another hero.
3: We don't need another hero, do we?
1: <laughs> I guess we do.
3: <laughs> not since Thunderdome, Robin. She was
1: wrong.
3: What do you mean she was wrong?
1: We need another hero.
3: Not we a hero. It. Not a gyro. Not no. a hero. G-Y-R-O.
1: Hero. Well,
3: there are- or I call a gyro or gyro. But it's hero if you're Greek. It's all Greek to me. We have another hero that I didn't know. Do I know about this hero?
1: Well, I sent you the uh, the story,
3: Robin. I don't have time. I had to make my picks, which I've now posted. I had to get a lot of stuff done this morning. Me you too. did too. So I can't see every story. I send you stories. You send me stories. But most of the time, the stories that you send me, I don't see because I'm working on sports. So the stories that we send back to each each other are usually the pro- cop uh, a little. little What am I talking about? Pop culture fun update material, which are not normally hard news stories. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, this is this is a hard news story, but it is an absolutely heroic effort on a couple's part, and we'll get to that later.
3: Wait a minute, I gotta have to play now, Tina Turner, Robin. Because you disrespected Tina.
1: I just I, I didn't respect her. I'm just saying she's wrong. In that particular Tina song Tina Turner we is ne- never
3: wrong, Robin. We
1: need another hero. We need them more and more
3: lately. Robin, please do not do not course, oh. this thing I got to I got to fix everything when I come down here, Robin. I know it's not your fault, it's mine. Jeepers. let me fix this stupid thing.
1: Yeah, and your soundboard is not working. I know
3: it's broken. It's not broken. It's not charged. There's always a problem here. But here, let's let's bring Tina back again. Okay. Crack it up there! Oh
2: yeah, the
3: baby. And right, Eminem dropped a new album last night. Hopefully, he'll pick it up, and I'll get a chance to hear it later. It's a gun control song. Thank you, Eminem. That's going to really help solve the problems in the cities.
1: Now you know, you have your you have your new um, Amazon wish list.
2: drums drumsticks. drumsticks. I'm not gonna play this no 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 rating. those aren't your Amazon ones the black ones are your Amazon
3: all right Robin ones. here we go listen
1: you have to turn them on see how the they have your favorite color on the tips
3: for just a second
1: here we go everybody
3: Can I get some tzatziki sauce in that hero, please?
2: <laughs>
3: uh, I don't like tzatziki sauce. It's all... Have I ever had tzatziki sauce? And you like it. What is in it? Is it mayonnaise? Is it no, st- no, no, no,
1: no, It's like yogurt with dill and... Oh, yeah, I don't like
3: that dill shit.
1: It's bitter. So- <laughs> You know what I've noticed about you, Tony? You, you will say, I don't like it, when you actually
3: do. You no, I'm don't. kidding. I, I, I'm supposed to hate everything. Oh, listen okay. to Tina. Just a little bit more, Tina. Come on, Robin. Don't let me go all uh, Ike Turner on your ass here. <laughs> oh, trust me. I fight back. Could you imagine if Ike Turner was still around today doing the things that he did to Tina? Oh, he'd in, be in The jail. Me Too movement. He'd be in jail. No, he'd get off scot free like all these other no, dirt. No,
1: he'd be in jail for that. But Burton Gaskin talking about Shaft? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, you're gonna break that. You're breaking it. You're breaking it, Tony Bruno.
2: Someone got to do it at all! All right,
3: sorry. <sighs> Thunderdome, of course, where the Tampa Bay Lightning used to play. The Thunderdome was the original name of the big orange juice container where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Tropicana Field. You get it, Robin? Okay. The lightning mm-hmm. played in the Thunderdome. Hello. That makes sense. Hello. <coughs>
1: Clucky Bob, time for Tony's toys. <laughs> didn't,
3: didn't Tina Turner, like, move to a foreign country to get out of the United States? Where's she living? Uh, I know she's living in see, Europe somewhere. Get, Tina she, Turner is Well, not, you think
1: she was France, she, right? Yeah,
3: she moved with, t- to France, right, with her new husband? Let's see. We need a Tina Turner update, Robin, before we can move Tina forward. Tina
1: Turner is now living in...
3: She moved to Europe somewhere. I don't know if it was France. Um,
1: dum, dum, dum. Solo. Cut.
3: Jeez, Robin, she's got the longest Wikipedia page uh-huh. since my Wikipedia page was doctored by a bunch of losers. I haven't looked at my Wikipedia page in years. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's a lot of fake news in there, Robin. There it is right there.
1: Here we go. Um, oh, she's in Zurich.
3: Zurich, Switzerland. Yes. wonder if she has a Swiss bank account. I mean, would it she be stupid to move? She applied for
1: Swiss citizenship, and that's where she's. So she's now in Switzerland on Lake Geneva.
3: Who wouldn't want to move there? Yeah. By seriously. the way, if you move to Switzerland, you've got to be neutral on everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a Swiss bank account, right? I would think so. Imagine ah. moving to Switzerland and not opening up a Swiss bank account. That would just be Or stupid. not getting Swiss chocolate or meeting the Swiss Miss, or yodeling, or all of those other things that should be mandatory. And having cuckoo clocks on, all over your Oh, walls. I love cuckoo clocks. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, too. Is there going to be an AVN award update today? I didn't <laughs> know there was an AVN awards were going on today.
1: Well, is it this weekend? Well, it's right always right around the same as the, uh, CES. The, tech, the CES.
3: I'll have to check with my AVN sources. You know, I have friends who run the AVN. That's Adult Video News, which is the publication that sponsors the avn awards is it this has to be this weekend right Robin
1: yes um the avn awards did they already post?
3: it says right there preview there's a preview can we play it I uh, probably not <laughs> why not there's no nudity in the, the the avn awards are mild they're not even allowed to show anything at the avN awards I remember going there and we're sitting around and they don't they they edit them the, the actual scenes that their people are up for like best double anal and all these other they're all edited
1: I just have to make sure that there's no nudity. Hang on. Jeez. Uh, is that now the AVN
3: Awards? will come up till later on, January twenty second to twenty fifth. So okay. it's next weekend. next weekend.
1: Next weekend.
3: Next weekend. I knew it wasn't this weekend. I would. You think I would let that stuff just fly past me without knowledge? And yes, I am friends of many of the greatest milfs to ever appear in the adult industry. But that's the advantage of being me. Just let me be me, Robin. Robin and I have been to several ABN Awards.
1: I know. Now that you are on the East Coast, yes. you are not as well aware of everybody that's in the industry because the industry mostly takes place in the Valley in Los Angeles. Exactly,
3: but I, you know, I'm. I used to have all the I used to know the all the new girls because we're always looking for new talent, Robin. I mean, let's well, be they honest. would
1: come in studio. They exactly. Would say so
3: hi. I'm sort of out of the loop now. In fact, there's a story about Pornhub that we'll do today. Oh, there's a Pornhub update today. Not that this show is really, like, porn focused
2: but, Somebody asked
3: me Trevor from the 203 wanted an AVN update. I'm out of the loop, but we just found out. It's easy to look up. It's next weekend, the 22nd, so it's next weekend. AJ in San Antonio says, the best double anal is when you're forced to watch The View by your significant other. <laughs> no, the best, when I watch The View, I would rather go back in for another anal surgery procedure then watch the view. This way, That means I will be completely out for a couple of hours, even while the, that stupid view is on in every doctor's waiting room or every hospital waiting room. You go in there, you have an appointment like at around 11 or noon. You're forced to watch the view. That should be considered cruel and unusual punishment. I should be able to sue the doctor's that's offices. That's, that's, to- that's like water torture. That's like waterboarding if you're sitting waiting to go in and have your butt checked out. And the view happens to be on your TV set. You want to talk about a double pain in the ass at the same time? I'm already tense when I go into the doctor waiting for him to probe me. Then I got to sit there and watch these boutons?
1: Somebody just said that your Wikipedia page has been updated.
3: It has? Now, I remember back, I used to rip Wikipedia all the time when I was on national radio. Because back then, I don't know if it's still the same. People go in there and change things and put in lies and bullshit especially now in the world of fake news where people just run with anything anymore without any... I don't have time to do it on the air. What does it say about my personal life there, Robin?
1: Uh, Bruno is divorced with three grown children, Anthony, Chris, and Deanna. He lived in Venice, California for 11 years but has moved back to Philadelphia... He lives with his longtime girlfriend and producer manager, Robin Austin.
3: Has that been verified there? Why does it have it in red and it has like a little 12? Well, those are the references. So oh, they, have, that, to have, yes. they have to have uh, Wikipedia. And by the way, I want to take some credit for this. Because when I was on Fox Sports Radio, people went into my Wikipedia page, which, oh, by the way, I never set up. I don't know no, who no, sets no, I, them up I, for you.
1: It. It, they're different people. It's a company yeah. that
3: does it. But then there were things in my Wikipedia page that were totally false. So I went into my Wikipedia page to fix things that were errors, and they wouldn't allow me to fix my own page, but they were allowing strangers to go in and put bullshit information in there. So I finally called them out on the air and got somebody from Wikipedia to come on the show and explain what's going on. And the whole thing is you have to have reference material if you want to change it. I said, well, who has better reference material on myself than me, not some schmuck sitting at home who wants to change things based on what they think happened because they think they know, but they don't, and they never, ever will, to quote the great Jim Mora when he was talking about playoffs and the fact that most media people and fans have no idea what's going on down on the field. (sighs)
1: I don't know. There's a lot of things that.
3: It says I I wasn't active till I was 28 years old on there. (laughs) There's
1: a (laughs) lot of stuff on here that you kind of go, why is that in there? I think that's just it is that they have editors that are on Wikipedia Mm -hmm. that are quote unquote verified. Oh, look what it
3: says on there. Look at occupation. I just saw that up on the right hand corner.
1: Sports radio host, radio TV personality,
3: and mega pimp. And mega pimp. (laughs) Somebody wrote in mega pimp. Without any kind of verification, although I will agree at this particular point that I don't have a problem with somebody calling me a mega-pip. That's pimp. funny. That, isn't that a badge of honor? I guess so, yeah. Mega-pip. Mega That's hysterical. <laughs> Clarkie Bob says, forget the Tony Bruno Wikipedia page. I'm waiting for the movie. Me too. I'm not going to play myself in the movie, though. I'll just make a cameo.
1: Yeah, you need to have somebody else play you.
3: Who would be good to play me in the movie, Robin? That's got to be a porn star, I would think.
1: Well, it has to be somebody that's younger that will then be able to age throughout the
3: movie. <laughs> but I want to be like. like because slay- Brian
1: Cranston can't play you because he's also right around the same age
3: as you. Yes. But I want to get.
1: <laughs> Make a. <laughs> I, I,
3: again, I haven't looked at my own Wikipedia page for years. Seriously, I don't I know, remember that is. that's the, the first time, time I've looked at it. In I just caught that from a distance.
1: That's funny. I didn't even notice it. Mega Pimp.
3: Not Megatron. Congratulations, of course, yes. Tony. Thank you. Hey, do I get like a special t shirt or something? You should. Mega Pimp. Not Mega Mind. Remember that movie? Yes. <sighs> Megatron. <laughs> I can't have Luigi play me, though.
1: No. No, oh, one he has too much hair.
3: Exactly. There will not be a thirty <laughs> and for there's thirty. There's no
1: way that he would shave his head for a movie. Nina Hartley could
3: be Miss Robin. Ooh. Now you met Nina Hartley with me, yes, right? Yes, I
1: did. But again, she's older. We need to have like the young people that can put on age makeup and age throughout the movie.
3: I can do. I can have. I can have Scorsese do my film, and then have <laughs> and me digital. as the young Tony, and then the old Tony. Right? They can yeah. do that now. So I could be. I could be made to look like the young Tony. Just put some bad hair on me digitally. They can make it look good. Yes. If you put on a bad wig or something, it looks terrible. Just go see the movie that we saw with Travolta in it.
1: Oh, got it.
3: You want to see bad CGI?
1: Well, I don't. There isn't any CGI. That's my point. Do any
3: CGI at all? The guy who played his son never aged. He looked the same when he was a teenager all the way up until he was fifty. He never looked any different. Breaking news: People age. From the age of 15 to 50, they do not look the same. I'm no uh, producer. I'm no Albert Broccoli. I'm no Scorsese. I'm no Fredo Cuomo. What? I'm just Tony Bruno. What? And I've shot many, many a fine home film in my life, Robin.
1: Do you have one of those people? What do they call that? Uh, um, <laughs> it's the equivalent of a... It's, it's, one of, it's somebody that you designated, that if anything happens to you, that they know where all of the videos and the home movies and all that are so that they can get rid of them before people come into your house.
3: Can I rip one of our uh, faithful listeners, Robin? And you know who it is. Not Dean. No, not Dean.
1: <laughs> I was going to say. No, Dean's that's... too easy.
3: But Dean at least adds some funny content. There is one guy. There's two people. And again, you can, you can disagree. That's the one thing about this show. You can disagree. You can say it sucks. But there's only one man and one man alone who constantly, constantly has issues if he doesn't like a particular topic on the show. And this isn't a topic that we planned. We went from looking up Tina Turner because we were talking about heroes, right? right? That's how it all develops. I don't have a script here that says hero, then bring it to play Tina Turner, then go to her Wikipedia page, and then have somebody mention my Wikipedia page, and then Robin goes on and then looks at my Wikipedia page where I find out that somebody has me as a mega pimp. It's all a continuous stream of consciousness which always comes back to one. The great song, remember the song? It brings us back to one, Robin. One is like a dream come true. Two, who did that song?
1: I don't remember, oh, I, I don't those. know.
3: One, not one is the loneliest number, that was right, three broad that night.
1: One is like a dream come true.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a great R and B singer. Oh, here we go, here we go, One, here we go. Hold on, hold on. It's it like
1: is bye.
3: Who's it? I Brian? don't have a fluffer yet, but fluffers are easy Brian to find. Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight, the great who I've met and was doing a radio show in L.A. and a syndicated national show. It's
1: called "You're Like a Dream Come True." You're
3: like a. Can we play just a taste of it, Robin? Just a taste for just a second. I love oh, Brian no. McKnight. It's called One. You're like a dream come true. Two, just wanna be with you. It's smoothed out to the R&B tip. No, not R. Kelly. It's a slow jam, exactly right. John Holmes. Well, John Holmes can't play me. He's dead. He could play me after I die. Here we go. What a great song this was. I saw Brian McKnight play this song live on a piano. Oh, wow. And sing it out in LA. What a great song. Back at one, baby. Get down on that Steinway, Brian. Let's go to the phones. Oh, man, what a great song. Tell me this isn't one of the all-time great this slow jams, Robin. This is, this it's is so good. It's so well produced. He's such an amazing singer, songwriter. This is definitely baby-making music. Oh, yeah.
1: Play action real. you are correct.
3: Smooth jamming, baby. All right, you ready, Robin? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. One, you're like a dream come true. Two, just want to be
1: with you. Three. Oh, you're getting a lot of thumbs up on this one.
2: that you're the only one for me. Four. Four. Steps one, two,
1: three. Steps one, two, three.
2: love with me. If ever I believe a word is done. Then I started back at one. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Oh,
3: what a great song. That's got to be in steady rotation. God, I love Brian McKnight.
1: You don't hear much from
3: him. No, No, he's still touring. He still does stuff. But that's a classic jam
1: right there. Yes, it is.
3: Told you. he He was doing radio. He was a DJ in L.A. And that's how he got discovered? Yeah. No, that's not how he got. He already had these hits. Oh, okay. I'm saying, you know, at the pinnacle of his career. Can we look up his Wikipedia page? I guarantee you he was doing radio, and I saw him played uh, "Back to One" live at Let's some event see. that I went to.
1: Brian McKnight, Wikipedia. <laughs> God, he still looks really good. It's
3: Wikipedia Friday, baby. How old is he now?
1: He's only fifty.
3: I know. He's a, he's an incredible talent. This guy blew up early in his life, man. To uh, talk about his radio career, was doing radio. Warner gigs. Brothers
1: television radio career. Um, let's see.
3: I know he had a show out in L.A. From
1: 06 to 2010, he hosted a radio show, the Brian McKnight Morning Show with, with Pat, Pat Prescott, Prescott,
3: my friend Pat yes. Prescott, who worked at the Smooth Jazz station. There you. I have told him that's why I saw him because Pat Prescott and I became friends. I love the Smooth Jazz out in L.A. The station there on the Wave. And so there were all these wave stations, KTWV, The Wave, in Los Angeles, and they played all the smooth jazz. So we always have the big jazz festivals down at the Marriott in uh, Laguna Beach. I love those. And that's and Pat and and Brian McKnight did a morning show, Pat Prescott, great talent. And so that's where I got to meet Brian McKnight at one of the smooth jazz get-togethers down at Laguna Beach at the Hyatt Regency. And that's when I saw Brian McKnight play that live. See, it always comes back to one, Robin. You know I don't lie on the show. When I tell you I've met somebody and I know something and I saw him play that song and it's still one of those most when hauntingly great... When you name great...
1: drop, it's not just exactly. a name drop. It's It's real. not some
3: guy that I just took a picture with. Well, I'm not saying we're buddies. But I'm saying, you know, I got to hang out a little bit. And not, uh, of course, one of my favorite stations, Robin. And you and I used to listen to it because the guy who did the Coca-Cola Uncola, the 7-Up Uncola commercials did the voice tracks for them which is no longer smooth jazz, 95.5, K-Y-O-T, the Coyote. Remember that station, Robin? Yes. I used to, when we would go to Arizona, I would just want to hear the I voice know. tracks. I'd say, get this song over. I want to hear the guy who did the voice track, the guy who did the Uncola commercials. Oh, God, I love him. And he did the Coyote. And he overdid it, too. I mean, he would, it wasn't just, you know, hey, this is K-Y-O-T, not, uh, the Coyote. He broke it down smooth and slow and steady the way most women like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All
3: right, let's get it back to football. Well, let's get it back to golf. Because, you know, the the PGA tournament, the PGA tour starts in Hawaii and they play all the events there. Because, let's be honest, the weather sucks in the country right now. So they start out in Hawaii and then they start making their way to California. And then you'll see the PGA tour. The event that's going on right now is going on in California. And it's the, uh, what is this thing called? It's at, it's at um, the Amex
1: Golf Tournament. Yeah,
3: it's the Amex. It's, it was called something else before. It's at La Quinta, California, down there in San Diego. La Quinta, not the hotel, the golf course. So there's a PGA West Stadium course there. And there was a Pro-Am yesterday. And one of the guys who got to play in it, he's an amateur. He's not a pro on the PGA Tour. So he gets to play with professional golfers. And so he's been playing golf since he was 11 years old. He's a Canadian. His name is Laurent Hurtubise. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right because I haven't heard how he pronounces his name, but it's spelled Hurt U B I S E. Could be Hurtubise, Hurtubise. Laurent
1: Hurtubise. Hurt-
3: yeah, he's French Canadian, eh? But you know what else he is? He's a golfer that has been playing with one arm. Since he was 11 years old, he wow. started playing golf. He was born with his right arm, which ended at, at his elbow. He had okay, no el- it okay. ended right at there. So he has no right arm. So he's been playing golf left-handed because, obviously, he has to play left-handed. He right. doesn't have a right hand. So yesterday, he was Good out deduction. there playing. Thank you. I just want to break it down so people can follow along and try to visualize. We have the video. So yesterday, he steps up to the par three fourth hole at PGA West in La Quinta, and grabs his uh, iron. I don't know what iron he used here. 151 yards to the hole, and then makes this shot. Let's go to the tape in case you haven't seen it. Nice and smooth. One arm. And then the ball hits the green and it's rolling, rolling, rolling there Does't have a chance j- Oh, it goes right in and hits the stick and falls in for an ace. And the crowd goes while he rips off his hat. Now, he's no young kid. He's an older gentleman. I don't know how old he is. But what an incredible, incredible day yesterday. A beautiful day out there in La Quinta, California.
1: Are they going to break it down for us again? Do it one more time?
3: No, it just goes on. And you see all the people as he walks up. Phenomenal, phenomenal day. Yeah, there it is. Takes his hat off. He doffs his cap to the crowd. (laughs) Up at the... the about the green, that's got to be amazing. That's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling if you're just a regular I golfer. Know, I let know. alone having one arm. He actually played at this course before a couple of years ago. He he says he hits the driver about 230 yards, uh-huh. and he shot a 78 on that course a couple of years ago, and he holed out from 60 yards on one of the one of the holes. So congratulations, that's a feel-good story. That is awesome. And he goes and he takes the ball out of the hole. And the crowd goes wild. Laurent.
1: that is such It's a- in the <laughs> hole. It's in the <laughs>
3: hole. As I said, my sound machine is shut down today because it's dead. But yeah, congratulations is- to Laurent. Those are the kinds of stuff. And I'm glad, that you know, because luckily, you know, they were televising this, or at least the PGA Tour, because that was the opening round of this event. And on Thursdays, the first round, he got to play because he's got obviously he's not a PGA tour professional, but they decided a couple of the PGA guys put him in his, in their group yesterday and they played and he got to play with them. That was awesome. And the fact that they had the actual like television shots, because normally it's like somebody standing there and they have a, right. but they had the, the, the ball arriving on the green, bouncing and rolling right into the cup. It's almost all professionally caught. So it can't be any oh, did it go in? I don't know. They go up a lot of times you'll see a guy hit a ball and everybody thinks it's in. And then somebody goes up to the to the green and looks, and then they say, yeah, it's in the hole. So this one, you got to see it. You got to see his full reaction, doffing the cap, and the fans were appreciating him. Even his playing partners who invited him to play with him had to be excited. What a great, great moment on the PGA Tour yesterday. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. An arm unlike no other. And now people are already starting wanting me to do my gym Nance you know, cause uh, let's be honest, Rob. It's the middle of January. you know, it's, it's not we're far. Not that far away from the Masters. Correct. A tradition unlike like, any other.
1: I know. Normally, you would play the Masters. I don't have. You're going to have music. to play the
3: Masters music for me now, Rob. And I'm sorry. You're going to have to pull it up. I'll, I'll find it. Let me find it. I'm sorry. I could do it here. Because as I I'm
1: opening up the phone lines right now. Um, does that
3: require a lot of like electronic? Uh, you have to go and like turn a screw well, like you're turning on the water faucet yes, and that yes, kind of stuff. There's so many different things. I have to check but the pressure, make sure it's ready like to go. If you would like to give
1: us a call and uh, comment on anything that's going on today or have a question for Tony, area code 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669.
3: And now, of course, oh, oh, everybody doing Caddyshack jokes now on our Twitch stream. <clears throat> and for that, we thank you. Great, great stuff. Uh, and Joe Quills, who should know better. Joe Quills.
1: How but, do you measure yourself up to other golfers? No. That one? Oh, no?
3: <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not her. Wait a minute. just I can't even keep track of the stream now. <clears throat> it's the American Express. That's why it's the Amex. It used to be called something else. You know, these tournaments, they all get different names. So...
1: Okay, you're laughing out loud I'm, without. Because telling I'm trying you- to
3: make, make sense of it because it's a continuous thread of people saying things. So Joe Quill's very active, Trevor's active. Uh, get this though. Laurent has three legs, at least. See, so he only has one and a half arms. But right? um Thank you. That's ridiculous. Ten bucks the small kids picks his nose. He likes to keep me at arm's length, says Stevie V. Which is another Gratuitous cheap shot at a man who was born with one-and-a-half arms. Wasn't that a TV series? Wasn't that one-and-a-half arms? With Steve Gutenberg, wasn't he in that movie? It's not the feces pro-am. It's in La Quinta, which is Southern California. The feces pro-am is up in the San Francisco Bay Area. La Quinta is way south, south of Los Angeles, if you're geographically challenged. I know my West Coast, East Coast, Uptown, Downtown, Crosstown, all around the big town. Coast to coast, borough to borough. R. Fitz G. says, uh, when I golfed, I used to shoot in the 70s. But if it got any hotter, I stayed the hell home. Now, there's a lot of golf jokes coming out. Most of them are horrific and I have a lot of horrific golf jokes too, but I will spare you that at this particular time.
1: I have potential really bad news, Tony.
3: Potential really bad news? How can new really how can news be be potentially bad?
1: Well, I just went over and checked your iPad to Is it see. Dead? No, it looks like it reset itself to factory settings and I don't know how that happened.
3: That means I have no sound effects on there? Yeah. <clears throat> I need a sound effect to, to to So everything got wiped off my iPad. <clears throat>
1: That's what it's looking like right now. I don't know.
3: Did I say Smales or Smalls? I know it's Judge Smales. You know how many times I've seen Caddyshack? You know how many times i said, Hey, Wang, don't tell him you're Jewish. It's a restricted course. Robin doesn't even like Rodney Dangerfield.
1: You know, no, I mean, we were watching him the other night, and, like, sometimes I like him, but he he's was He's not- dead, first of all. Yeah, but. And
3: he's one of the legendary I, all-time. I, yeah,
1: but I didn't think he was funny on the uh, the Carson show. Are you kidding me, yeah. Robin? I just. Are you John, kidding me? It just it wasn't <clears throat> very funny.
3: No respect at all is right. <laughs> I remember going to Ba-dum-bum. his club in, in New York, Dangerfield, yeah, yeah. where many of the major talent would go there and get discovered, and he would bring them in. How can you? How dare you, Robin? How dare you rip Rodney Dangerfield? I'm sorry. The best Dangerfield segment is the one on the Johnny Carson show, because he comes out and, and this is what this is why I always talk about comedians and how good they are. Uh huh. Comedians can remember routines, right? Right. And and so Rodney Dangerfield had a whole, and they didn't have to be in any particular order. But he went, oh my wife, you know, and then he would go into the wife jokes, right. and then he would say, oh I got to tell you, John, I'm getting no respect, and then he would do a whole series. So everything would trigger a bunch of jokes that he already knew because he told them all the time. So then he would go and sit down. So he does his stand-up on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and then he goes sits down on the couch, whether it was Doc Severance in there or whether it was Ed McMahon. Mm-hmm. And so he would still come in and have a, a, a bunch more, and Johnny Carson would, would, you know, would, would say something. That would trigger right. Rodney's next sequence a, of jokes
1: because Johnny would have a list of things that he was supposed to ask.
3: Right, so he would say, "All right, Dave, hey, what about this man? I understand, uh, you know, uh, this happened, and then boom, Rodney would do a whole sequence of jokes and do the tie." And the I whole... am getting ripped, by <laughs> the way. You should get ripped, Robin. <laughs> you should get ripped.
1: I'm apparently mm. I'm un-American. Um, You're a Nazi. <clears throat> let's see. Rodney was a, di- a genius. Uh, that's okay. Ronnie didn't like Miss Robin either. <laughs> Um
3: Even in death, Rodney getting no respect. <laughs> no respect at all. I gotta tell you. But anyway, so he does his whole routine. Yes. Johnny Carson sitting there laughing his ass off. That's what. That's one when late night was fun. Oh God! You didn't I have know. to worry about all the bullshit and guys pretending that they're woke. You just you put the TV on at 11:30 and you watch Johnny Carson. And you didn't care about anything else.
1: But it was, that part was actually funny where. Yeah, where, so then he
3: tells the whole sequence. And
1: then Johnny tries <clears throat> to te- get him to some, say something else, and Rodney Dangerfield goes, uh, bring in the next guest. Yeah, like pretty much he was done. <laughs> He's done. Once he so ran through his. Game.
3: He pretty much did every single one of his jokes. And
1: Johnny Carson And Johnny lost says, you got
3: anything else? He said, no, let's bring in the next <laughs> guest. Because he pretty much exhausted all the material that he had ready that just proves that comics. There's some comics who can, like, Robin Williams can just make just stuff up off the rip. top of his head. And, and the Jonathan have- Winters,
1: if, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, Robin Williams and Jonathan Winters on the Johnny Carson show was one of the funniest segments ever because both Jonathan Winters and Robin Williams have, they have at least two or three brains inside their skull each, and they're constantly going at the same time. And they're just all over the place. and And Johnny Carson is just... Like, laughing so hard, he must have peed himself.
3: And the best part, you're watching Johnny has got the coffee cup, which had probably alcohol in it, and the little wooden cigarette box, and the ashtray right yep. there, and the lighter, and the wooden, yeah. you know, the wood, Back the round the lighters that had you inserted the lighter uh-huh. piece into a nice wooden base.
1: Oh, when <laughs> cigarette smoking was cool. Yeah.
3: No, that's funny stuff. And who's, who's agreeing with Robin? Somebody's agreeing that Rodney Dangerfield wasn't a comic genius? It wasn't that his jokes even necessarily were funny. They were just no, so corny. No, when
1: comedians were men, that's oh, okay.
3: I mean, all those guys. Again, I'm not knocking. Their modern-day comics are great. I'm not saying, oh, because they're old guys. No, these guys, the guys that I watched growing up, Carlin, and you name them.
1: See, no, I love Carlin. I just didn't care for Rodney Dangerfield. Shoot me.
3: <laughs> I don't have a gun. What Neither do And
1: I also don't appreciate nor care for the Three Stooges. You know,
3: Richard Pryor, you know, Don Rickles, Red Fox, Mort Saul. I mean, I go way, way back because I'm old. But I'm not ashamed to be old. You know what's good about being old? First of all, you're still alive. Secondly, you remember things. Hopefully. Most of us, at least I do up until this time, and hopefully for a few years more. But you also remember these things because you saw them when they happened. And the best part is. <clears throat> All of this stuff, most of it, is on tape, whether it's on you know, film or video. You can go watch Johnny Carson shows from the 70s and 60s and sit back and watch these guys do their thing and watch the great comedians. You can watch George Carlin specials from HBO. You can still see the genius of these people. All these years and decades later, their material is still brilliant, brilliant minds. And then we have shows like this. You know what I'm saying?
1: Miss Robin prefers Canadians. I do like Canadians. Like, I love um, Russell, uh, the comedian from Canada, Russell Peters. Yes, he's all right. I love him. He's all right. He's all
3: right. I gave enough Canadian love today. I gave the one-armed hey. golfer major love, eh? Hey? The Canadians beat the Flyers last night. You think I'm going to be rooting for Canadians today, Robin? The Montreal Canadians came in here and beat down the Flyers last night. And no Tom Green, please. There's a lot of uh, shitty can- Canadian uh, comedians, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tom Green's all right, but I wouldn't call him a comic genius, would no, you? No, He's an acquired taste. Yeah. Anyway, should we do some football, Robin?
1: Yes, let's do some football. Imagine that on a Except I don't have it.
3: any music now. Don't you have anything in your machine that you could play for me? Let me see. Um... Let me give you the phone number first, too. We could take some calls right now. 215-462-TONY. And by the way, it's not that I can't do a show without sound effects. Sound effects are like the spice. They're like, you know, the salt bay. They're just enhancements. Sort of like the women out there.
1: Oh, well, here's one. This is one that we probably would never play um, at any other time. Let's see how it sounds. Wait, let me
3: give the phone number. 215-462-TONY. 215 462 Eight six six nine. Now, we have also some breaking news from Baltimore, which I will get to. Sports news. Okay. So this is from uh, actually about an hour and a half ago. Remember I mentioned the Eagles' offensive coordinator search, and yes. one of the names that was out there was James Urban. I gave you the whole James Urban update. Pe- University of Pennsylvania. Andy Reid here for a while. <coughs> then he went to uh, Cincinnati as a an assistant coach, as a wide receivers coach, worked with A.J. Green, who made the Pro Bowl seven straight years, goes to Baltimore as a coach, and apparently has interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles for their opening as offensive coordinator. John Harbaugh this morning. John Harbaugh this morning said that offensive assistants James Urban and Bobby Ingram have decided to stay after initially interviewing with the Eagles for opportunities. So the Eagle update is, I have the tape. Let me play this right now. Can you play? I'm going to queue it up here, Robin. This is John Harbaugh, another former Andy Reid assistant coach, now, of course, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens for many years. And so when your team is good, you know, you really – you can prevent some of your coaches from leaving. You can say, hey, but he didn't. He allowed – James Urban and Bobby Ingram, two of the coaches on his staff in Baltimore, to go out and look for a better gig. But this is what happened this morning when uh, John Harbaugh spoke to the media about guys on his staff interviewing for other opportunities. Here's the tape. There
4: were some reports that James Urban and Bobby Ingram were connected
2: to the Philadelphia. Have they been, you know, formally requested for interviews, or do you have updates on those guys or other job transactions that might be, yeah. permissions
4: and so forth? Sure, uh, absolutely. Um, we don't have. Well, it Looks like our staff is going to stay together. I can tell you that. Uh, I'm not saying anything couldn't happen. You know, there's always things brewing for a certain period of time. Both of those guys were requested by the Eagles uh, for jobs. Um, we ended up granting both of their requests and. Uh, Gave the Eagles a chance to talk to those guys, and those guys a chance to talk to the Eagles. And uh, both of those guys pulled out uh, just in the last 24 coming a little bit.
2: Uh, there some.
3: Um, All right, that, so that's the, that's the actual three. comment. So he was asked about James Urban and Bobby Ingram. He allowed them to go talk to the Eagles, and then they decided to go back to Baltimore, which is kind of dangerous, actually, if you've been there. We were just through there the other night. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding that it's dangerous. It is. I'm just kidding that. What does that say about the Eagles? I think this says a lot. Now, obviously, they like being in Baltimore. They got a superstar young quarterback. You know, they got a damn good team. They were the best team in the AFC and the best team in football for most of the season. And then got bounced out by the Tennessee Titans, the hottest team still left in the postseason. So, he was asked the question, and now the Eagles have to make a decision. And a lot of people here in Philly, including myself, they have Deuce Staley who's been their running back coach for a long time. Yet they seem to be reluctant to want to move Deuce Staley up to offensive coordinator. Wouldn't you think a, a guy who's done a great job, when you look at all the, the running backs that the Eagles have gone through here in the last five or six years, every single one of them is produced whether it's Boston Scott from the practice squad. You know, go back to, to, to Brian Westbrook, a guy from Villanova that became one of the great running backs in the league for many years. So that's the situation now. And now the ball is in the court of the Philadelphia Eagles front office. They're getting turned down by guys on other teams like James Urban, who has local ties to Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania and with Andy Reid here. John Harbaugh has Philly ties, but obviously he's the head coach. He's not going anywhere. And so there will be people who will be spinning this all day on the local spin sports rock talk radio shows where they beat the same thing to death hour after hour, day after day, week after week, sometimes year after year. And so now the Eagles. One could say that if you're – James Urban and you got a chance to be an offensive coordinator instead of just being a an assistant coach and again an offensive coordinator is an assistant coach but this would have been a step up for James Urban yeah he wouldn't just be a quarterback coach or a wide receiver coach he would have been the offensive coordinator now Doug Peterson calls his own own play so whoever his offensive coordinator is isn't going to call the plays and I think that may be one of the things, one of the reasons why the John D. Filippo didn't come back mm-hmm. after he left here and went to Minnesota and didn't get it done, and uh, obviously, I ha- went to Jacksonville and didn't last very long, because offensive coordinators want to call plays. They don't want to be offensive coordinators in name only. Right. They don't want to stand next to Doug and you know and look at his uh, his menu like Andy Reid when he's looking at his uh, Denny's menu on mm-hmm. the sidelines and he holds that big thing up and it's laminated and stuff. Somebody put that up last week when the – remember fine, when yeah. the Chiefs – that's an old – that's a staple. Andy Reid and all the coaches do it. They cover their mouths so people can't lip read. See, unlike the N, unlike Major League Baseball, you know, you were criticized. like, why do they put the thing up in front of their mouths? And I'm saying because people can read yeah, lips, Robin. They You're hire like,
1: people. That, that exactly.
3: That's what, the, that's what the, the Houston Astros did. They stole signs with, with electronic surveillance. So isn't it – wouldn't you think that you know that somebody can read lips? That's why you put the thing up in front of your face? Yeah. Although when, when when, (laughs) when the Kansas City Chiefs looked like they were getting their doors blown into the first half, of course, the wise guys out there and wise gals had to replace the play sheet with a Denny's menu.
1: Now, Tony, if you were doing that, if you were on the sidelines and you went into what I call your energy saver mode, even lip readers wouldn't be able to tell what you're saying because you don't move your mouth.
3: Because when I move, you move. When you're like in that.
1: energy saver mode, you just talk like this. Yeah, but but i
3: when I'm but those guys aren't in energy. If I were no. on the sidelines calling plays, I wouldn't be in energy saver mode.
1: Although some coaches, they're kind of like Andy Reid. He's not very energetic on the side of the uh, on the side of the field. He just sort of talks. He's kind of always in energy
3: saver mode. No, he's focused. <laughs> Andy's a lot like, well, Andy gets excited. You remember when they, you know how he's then, standing yes, there? And then all of the, a sudden his team's coming that's back. That's the and most he's like, animated yeah, I've ever seen. Because Andy and Bill Belichick are very similar. You, when you look at them on the sidelines, you can't tell whether they're winning or losing. That means you're <laughs> even keel. You know what I mean?
1: 18 San Antonio. <laughs> Grand Slam breakfast on two, on two, ready, break. break. <laughs> Um, <laughs> by the way, Play Action real was the one that was on the phone, and he was saying if you're going to play any music, play some, uh, some good soul like in the 60s, 60s jazz soul.
3: I but Nobody he, he plays a better. And unfortunately, all of your favorite iHeart DJs aren't going to be playing any songs I anymore. Know. They're being replaced by machines. Robots. It's an outrage. Can you give me a, here's one of my favorite songs, Robin. Since Signs is a big – and not just Almeido Signs, former baseball player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know who else is named Signs, Robin? Inez. Inez signs, not spelled S-I-G-N-S. And will,
1: I know we'll see her. And she'll I be will decided. when we
3: go to Miami. It's an it's an annual, it's an annual uh, tradition, which, unlike any other. Yes, it's like an anniversary year. Yeah, because Miami, the last time the Super Bowl was there, when it rained all week, Brian Baldinger and I were doing the, the like media day on the sidelines, ago, right? and then. I don't know whether it was Land Sharks or Dolphin Stadium or Joe Robbie Stadium. They've changed that stadium name more than, uh, than I was changing diapers a couple of weeks ago when I was going through my situation. Well, that's where Brian Baldinger and I discovered Inez signs, and we will see her again. We will see her. Not Razor Shines. That's another good one.
1: So that was 2012?
3: That was the last time last in Miami. time. What game was that, Robin? That was the – I know the game it was. It was Peyton Manning against the Chicagoland area Bears with the great Rex Grossman barking the signals for the Bears and, of course, Peyton Manning and in the Indianapolis Colts. It was
1: Super Bowl XLVI.
3: 44. And if I had my machine, I would play 4-4, but I can't, so I have to say 4-4. Four! Four! But anyway, that mm-hmm. I believe that was the last – that was the Prince halftime when it was raining like a mofo all week in Miami. That's the thing; everybody gets excited. Wasn't that the Super Bowl where the, where, where Prince was performing in the rain? No. Are you sure, Robin?
1: Let's see. Madonna.
3: Madonna? Are you sure?
1: February fifth, two thousand twelve. Lucas Oil's Oh wait, no, 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 no that's, no, no, no. that's Indianapolis.
2: Indianapolis.
3: That's not Miami. That's not Miami. Let me give you a live one. <laughs>
2: hold on, hold on,
1: because I, when I pulled it up, that's, I pulled up Super Bowl Miami, and then it pulled up 2012, so that's wrong.
3: I'm telling you, that was Prince in the rain. Absolutely. It has to be 2007. Yes, Th- well, yeah, it wasn't 2012. I'm just listening to you, because I, I don't remember specific years or the Roman numerals, but when you say Miami, I remember specifically who played in that game, and I remember that was the Prince halftime show one of the greatest performances in the rain now you imagine anybody out there just keep, keeps the show going in the rain no all these wimps now who are not even in the same stratosphere as that was Prince. super
1: bowl uh, 36 is i that don't right? know
3: what the numbers are robin look at, i have it was it 2007 i have it right there up on the wall, up there what is that what is that XLI. football say super bowl xli South Florida, Miami, Bears, and and the Colts. I have the ball there, Robin, right there. I see it. I was there, just like every other Super Bowl, except I don't have a ball from all of them. But that's when Prince.
1: 41, 41.
3: Ridiculous. All I know, it's L-I-V this year, which is easy to remember. (laughs) Live, Super Bowl live. Anyway, where was I? And that was the last one in Miami. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. How hard is it to figure that out, Robin. But in the meantime, we have to play this song right now. Good intro. Let's see if you remember this one, Robin. The song changes tempo quickly. Watch.
2: And the, the sign said, said
3: long-haired hippie people need not apply. So
2: I took my hair up under my hat and, and in to, to ask him why. He said you look like a fine upstanding young oh, man. I think you my hat I said, remember that. that. Hey, uh, me looking at you. At you. Oh, side, side, everywhere. blocking at the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Don't you really read those astro songs?
3: That's the five-man electrical band, Robin. That's before there was solar. That's before there was wind power. That's when you just plug that some bitch in. And you got the five man electrical band, Robin. I wonder what happened to them. I think they're with Johnny Doc at the IBEW Local 88 here in Philadelphia. I mean, that is the Electrical Workers Union, right? Yeah. Maybe the five man electrical band was actually non union. And then they had to bring in the inflatable rat one day when they were working at a concert and they realized that they were not union guys, they were not members of IBEW, National or Local 98 here in Philly with the great Johnny Doc. You don't get that kind of breakdown anywhere else. No, you else. do not. Scabs were the five-man electrical band. Scabs, and are they still performing today under an assumed name? <laughs> have they gone into the witness protection program? <laughs> not the Disney Main Street Electrical Parade, which is awesome. You know that, Robin.
1: I do. You like the old Disney Electrical Parade with the bigger lights, or did you like it with the fiber optics better?
3: Well, the fiber optics, you can do more. You don't have to. You know, it's yeah, it's much easier. Those poor bastards underneath those things that are moving down the main street and they have to. But no, everything with everything with fiber optics and LEDs is so much easier.
1: I like the one when my daughter was little and it had a bunch of fairies in there
3: and they were all. Hey, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that, Rob. <laughs> like, that was my favorite.
1: When it was, I think it was when the fiber optics first started. <laughs> Tony Bruno. I want to remind, oh, I don't have the number up. Oh, my gosh, no wonder nobody knows how to call in.
3: (laughs) And not ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra, which we saw last year, thanks to Bill Gladney. So the lines
1: are open. I'm sorry that I did not have that up there. Tony, should we go to
3: Florida really quick? Hell, yes. But why in a hurry? Why quickly? I want to go down there and enjoy it. And this Enjoying is. A, th- I saw this story the other day. So this isn't breaking news. No, but it's. I it's saw it the other day. Definitely worth. And it's a it's a it's a story after my own heart. It's incredible. I saw it, and I totally agree. And we will be seeing this kind of wildness when we, we head to Miami. No, well, trust me, we will. The
1: last time we were down in Miami, we saw a man on roller skates wearing uh, fishnet stockings and a. I don't even know what you would call it. That was my (laughs)
3: ex-wife. She just wanted to check in on me while we were down in Miami.
1: It was bad, whatever it was. (laughs) This I wouldn't mind seeing, to tell you the truth.
3: Yes. This this actually happened. It's caught on tape. A woman at Miami International Airport. I don't know why, but I like it. Let's go to the tape, Robin. Let's bring you the live. It's not live. It's happened a couple days ago. And she's hot, too. That's the amazing. I didn't see her face. But do you really need, you to, see need to see face her face when a woman who obviously has a very nice body decides for some strange reason? Can we bring her from, start, her from the top,
1: start it from the top? I'm going to start it from the top. She does
3: start with the top, too, and then she goes to the bottom eventually. <laughs> and I think that's a smart move for women. If you're going to strip naked, especially in an airport while you're walking through the terminal.
1: Well, you're giving away the, the whole story, Tony I, this is
3: not This is not breaking news. This chick, so, not Pacific he, Gas and Electric. Well, let me I just, know.
1: Let me give you, since we don't have the music and everything.
3: Can we just present a news report with the yes. anchor people at the desk down there at News Four Miami, the CBS Four? Because I want to hear the anchor I like when the anchors awkwardly try to bring I just you, you a story. To tell of this. you what's Yeah, going yeah. On. I, I love to watch the anchor people on local TV. Like, stations. How
1: do we say this story without actually saying any of the names of the body parts?
3: Well, you don't have to say the names of the body parts. These, this, you know, the, the picture well, tells here, the story. Here you go. Let's go to the tape.
1: Miami. Let's go to Miami. CBS
3: 4, Miami. Oops. Ben Benino. a surprise this week, a woman walking through baggage claim naked. And as if that wasn't shocking enough, there was one more thing that people we spoke to found that was
5: rather odd.
1: CBS 4's Ted Scouton is at Miami International Airport with the bizarre details. <laughs>
2: It was just before
5: midnight on Monday when stunned passengers at baggage claim at Miami International Airport saw this. A woman in a bikini who appears to be singing, casually taking her clothes off as she walks through the area. Eventually, she has nothing on, is nude in the middle of the airport. Moments later, video shows her on top of a police car near the airport oh, exit. Awesome. She jumps off into traffic, running over to a waiting officer who takes her into custody.
6: Is that a lady in a bikini?
5: Passengers who saw the video weren't expecting what they saw.
0: It's a shock. It's a shock. And,
1: in fact, you wouldn't believe what you're looking at. It looks as though it's not real.
5: Police tell us the woman is from out of state. A check found she may have a previous arrest from November. Police say when they spoke to her, they said she was incoherent and appeared to have psychological issues. They Baker acted her, meaning she would be sent for an evaluation. Oh, no. These women found that what was more shocking than a woman stripping in the airport is the fact that of all these people who saw her, no one stepped in to help.
4: I would never expect it to see something like that. I'm, like, that would probably make me bust down, and I want to help. I would definitely help her. I'd have her pull the pants
2: doing. down a little no bit, yeah. <laughs> took way too
4: long. <laughs> what would you help her with,
1: with Tony?
5: Police tell us because she was Baker-acted or put in for psychological evaluation, they don't expect any charges will be filed. So She,
1: she
3: was baked, for sure. Happened. Yeah, she was yeah. definitely,
1: yeah. there was definitely uh,
3: No, I'm not going to make fun of people with psychological problems. Because we don't do that here. No, no. Homie no. don't play that. But the bottom line is, I didn't realize that she went outside and jumped on top of a car.
1: Yeah, yeah. She... I'll give
3: her, give her this though. At least she wasn't like the last major Miami personality. Well, not personality, but news person who got a... Remember the guy who bit some guy's face off when he yeah. was on bath salts? At least this chick didn't go out and start biting people's you know, faces if you're off. You're
1: going be crazy and do something that's not normal. Taking your clothes off is quite innocent. I mean, it's really not going to harm If I anybody. were there, you know
3: what I would have done? I would have walked right next to her and taken my clothes off at the same time. <laughs> Just that to calm her you. down. Oh,
1: do you think that would, that would calm her down?
3: Yeah, look what happened to me. I took my clothes off.
1: I know. Everybody remembers.
3: We should do a side-by-side comparison of her taking her <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can't do that.
3: <laughs> she was hot, too.
1: She yeah she looked like I mean she I think it would have been people would have been more upset and maybe would have rushed to cover her up faster. She was singing too. She what had was the song? Do so, we know? I think she was just I don't know.
3: Now if they had used her in Congress the other day to bring in the articles of impeachment while she was stripping down walking through the halls of Congress, that would have been more interesting. Yes. Than that stupid funeral dirge that they had the other day. Dude, it's Miami baby. Miami. (laughs) Benvenido, Samia. God, the freaks come out. You don't think the freaks will be out in Miami? The freaks are out all the time in Miami. You go to South Beach. It's freaky down. Yeah, no, that's where we we saw
1: the guy that was dressed up in fishnet stockings and stuff. Now,
3: you know, add the the Super Bowl debauchery and insanity Mm -hmm. that goes on. Well, the one thing... They'll be coming in from all over the world to go nuts.
1: There's going to be a lot of insanity there, but the one thing that is sad... And it's something that um, apparently they're going to be doing uh, PSAs about how to recognize if this is happening and who to contact. If how to recognize if s- what is happening? Um, human trafficking. Oh yeah, because se- that's the, a serious problem. There's a huge rise in human trafficking that uh, coincides with big events like this, especially so close to uh, allowing people to come over and on boats and stuff. They get they sneak on, and it's very sad. So. We will hopefully... Speaking of human trafficking, um, yeah. shall I go to the the other story that I have, which is the hero story? that is a, It's about possible human trafficking.
3: Let's go to the... Because uh, there is a hero involved here. Not a sandwich. There is. This is a-, a hero is not just a sandwich, Robin. It is a real human being. Yes. Let's go to this breaking... This isn't breaking news, but this is fresher than the naked chick because that's like four days ago.
1: Now, to me, this is absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm going to give you the little backup and then I'm going to let this run on its own but um this was in Springfield
3: Which uh, Springfield? There's a Springfield in every city and every no, state in America.
1: I knew you were going to ask me that.
3: Well, and that's we- what I that's important. That's a part of the 5 W's, Robin.
1: Well, I will look that up as Doesn't it, lo- it
3: say it in the story?
1: <sighs> yeah, well, maybe it'll actually say it in the No, if you're going video. to a local no. news station I See, but it doesn't say it anywhere underneath it. See how what what see what I'm saying?
3: No, roll, let me see the story.
1: This is it. That's it. No, that's-
3: n- no. It doesn't say what state it's in. Exactly. All right, roll the damn tape then.
1: So, but let me give you, so there was a amber alert in whatever Springfield this is showing that an 11-year-old girl had been abducted, abducted and they had a photograph and the license plate of the car that took her. And a couple sees this car, and this is what happened. They are absolute heroes for doing what they did and let us
0: go let's to go to the, t- the tape a press conference yesterday police crediting civilians just as kayla was just mentioning for their role in helping locate that suspect saying that civilians made it possible meaning two specifically they got a license plate number for people to look out for and our western masters reporter jamesville lobos no, spoke exclusively with that couple they engaged in a high-speed chase with the suspect working with police to make sure He didn't get away with little Charlotte. You're going to want to see this. They're sharing their story. It's exclusive video of that chase, and we only have it here on Western Mass News. Social media played a huge role yesterday in trying to find 11-year-old Charlotte Mosia. Amanda Disley of Springfield tells me that she saw the post like this one on Facebook, but when she saw that she was kicking and screaming and was forced into the car, she knew she had to do something to help. She just never expected to be in the right place at the right time so that that could happen. Amanda Disley and her husband, Benny Korea were just picking up dinner Wednesday night, all while reports spread of the abduction that happened on Amherst Street. They were at a stop sign on Arnold Avenue when... I said, yo, babe, that's that car. That's that car. I seen that car. You showed me that car. That's the car. To make sure they weren't mistaken, Amanda quickly pulled up a picture of the suspected car she saw on Facebook. That's when they took a right onto Boston Road and began to follow it. The car was dark, 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 dark. At least 5% tint.
4: When I seen it, I knew it was the car. So I pulled up against it when I, went, when I got up to Harvey Street and I flashed my high beams. The guy pulls up his hood and covers his face. Started to dart up of um, Harvey Street and I darted right behind him.
0: They're turning down streets trying to avoid me. In this exclusive video given to us by the couple, you can see that they follow behind him while on the phone with 911. My uh, husband reversed, reversed on, on the burst, main road.
4: On, right onto the main road. We to blocked him. Have to block him. He
0: in. jumped over a curb, and that's when the high beams flashed right into his driver, and I saw his complete face. Um, he threw the hood back over his face, and I saw someone in the back seat pushing someone down.
1: And that's when we were like, It's, it's him! It's
4: him! It's him! It's him. This is a blue blue
0: Honda Civic, and they're they're doing 100 miles an hour right now. When he noticed that we were really chasing him when he did all the side streets, he just started blowing through every single red light, and my husband blew through every single red light with him. The couple not giving up and refused to let the suspect get away. He just blew through the red light! He's blowing through red lights! He's blowing through red lights! Amanda and Benny never expecting to be in that position with their own five kids in the car, but they knew that in the one they were chasing, it was possibly life or death for another child.
4: I feel relieved that we didn't chase the wrong person,
1: and I feel relieved that my husband stepped up and that we got the plates,
4: because the plates led to them finding him on the highway, because there was no notice of any plates.
0: The two praised police for their response, because as they were chasing the suspect, they ran out of gas, and their car took a beating, now dealing with damage they were never anticipating
4: we blew our suspension our tire hey I hit some dirt I I almost killed me and my kids because I jumped in front of cars and blew through red lights and
1: yeah we ate a lot of dirt I wasn't I wasn't
4: I wasn't thinking about that I, I, I I played it safe I looked both ways before I crossed the street I made sure there was no cars coming before I ate the
0: red and I was on them hours later and still trying to process what they just did has been difficult they say but they tell Western Mass News it's exactly what they hope anyone would have done when a child's life is at stake. Even it takes a
4: village. It, it's a it's a city. It's our city. We don't do that stuff around here. That's not how we play. That's not
0: that's that's
4: that's unto- There's zero tolerance for that.
0: While yes, their car is now damaged, they say that's nothing considering the role they played in making sure 11-year-old Charlotte is back home with her family safe.
4: There's still good people in the world. Not all people are bad. Just play it safe and make sure you watch yourself at all times.
0: The world is not what it used to be. James Villalobos, Western Mass News. How
3: if I had the roaring round that? of applause, on anybody who saw that story, now what they did was dangerous, and they had five kids in the I car know, too.
1: I know. I mean, but but like you said, you 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 know that you're going to save some some child's life, exactly, or or save her from sex trafficking or whatever it was. It, amazing story.
3: No, then. Scrappled Joe makes a good point. But unlike a lot of these other stories where, you know, people claim to have done something. You remember the, the couple here that yeah. helped the supposed homeless now, there's guy? There's proof of this. I mean, the, yeah, the police. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's the sorry. difference. And that's why the guy said be careful. Because we had the couple here that was in cahoots with a guy who was supposed to be homeless. And the guy was supposed to loan them $5 because they were out of gas. Yeah. And then, of course, they started a Kickstarter. And then all this money came in. Millions of dollars came in. That, that's not going to happen here, and it shouldn't. But I'll tell you one thing that should happen is the people up there in Western Mass. That's why I asked you where it is, Robin. It says right on the story, Western Mass News. That's Massachusetts. They weren't going to Mass. It's Springfield, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Hartford, Connecticut. When you are uh, up near ESPN, when you go to the airport, the Hartford Airport is actually on the Connecticut-Massachusetts state line and very close to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Huh? which is in Springfield, Massachusetts, where I've been several times when I was working up there. So mad love to those people.
1: Yeah, no, I hope, I hope some car company comes out and gives them new tires. That was a or,
3: Cadillac, too. I think they had an Escalade or something. I don't know. but Yeah, it was a Caddy.
1: I'm, I'm so impressed, and they, they saved some, some 11-year-old girl.
3: Exactly right. who
1: knows? Who knows what would have been in store for her? And
3: it's, no, it's not Florida. We did the Florida story where the naked chick was walking through the Miami yeah. airport. And then we did a happy story. Although I was happy watching that chick until I found out that she was something, something wrong and I hope she's okay. Yeah. Somebody should do a Kickstarter to get her some, some a clothes. new bathing suit. <laughs> you know what's funny in that? Not that it's funny that somebody's having issues. But at least she didn't have... How does she not have a thong on? And the TV station still blurred out the fact that she had just like a regular pair of pa- regular bathing suit. It wasn't like a thong.
1: Well, they didn't blur it out until... No, they she- did. They
3: had, they had it pixelated out when she was walking.
1: Because she took her top off first. And but then the, they you like- don't see
3: anything on the top. It was a bare back. Ah. And then before, and she's still walking, when she took the brow off, you don't see anything. And then as she's walking, obviously once she pulled her pants down, they blurted out. But I don't know why. What's wrong with seeing a naked butt? It's nothing obscene. It's, not, it's full frontal. You know that, Robin. You can show butt you ever cracks. Have seen a grown man naked? Yes, I've seen grown men naked many, <laughs> many times. And thank you. Uh, that was a perfectly placed yes, blur right there. Good job. I, uh, Scrapple Joe says, I'll start a Kickstarter for the airport girl to get into Vivid Videos. Well, you I mean, that's up to her. You know, you can't force her. I mean, you know, these women all volunteer. They, nobody forces them to do it. It's a choice. Well, they shouldn't it, be forced. It's their porno, their choice. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so there's a couple of uh, interesting stories today. You notice I changed my avatar on my Twitter today also.
1: Yes, no, I saw that. Uh, it says had a funny sign planned for this week, but the Astros stole it.
3: <laughs> you get it, Robin. <laughs> I try to keep my avatars topical now. You know when I, I ran know, naked. Yeah, you've been changing it a lot. You know, you got people want to see. They want to see fresh stuff. It's like porn. They want to see new faces all the time, Robin, so to speak. And so I had the Harold Carmichael Hall of Fame announcement the other day. I had the picture of Harold up there, mm-hmm. and then the Astros thing. And I saw some truck company put that on their sign outside, and it said. <laughs> Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of businesses, they change their signs all the time. You know, the, the, where you take off the letters and you put something zany up there. Right, right. And this one was, I, that, put it up there again. And it says, this is a trucking company. Hold
1: on. Nobody else can see it until I do something okay. else.
3: And if you go to my ad, go to Tony Bruno Show, at Tony Bruno Show on Twitter. Make sure you follow. I'm adding a lot of followers lately, Robin. I That's noticed a good that. Sign. I
1: noticed that. The, the, because they're... the world
3: is finding out about Tony Bruno. Again, and I think the world needs to know. We need more people like me out there, so to speak. And now that there's a Dominic Vincent Bruno, I know that the Bruno name will continue marching forward. Now, I'm not the only Bruno. There's millions of them. But, but the, your
1: lineage yes, is going to continue. Yes, the Tony Bruno
3: family tree.
1: Your blood will continue.
3: Exactly right. <sighs> The Miami woman definitely flies Spirit or Frontier. No, it says, wasn't it like Sun Air, Sun Country, or something? Oh, I
1: didn't even. They, see. That they said.
3: I think the anchors were saying she was in the Sun. Uh, so there's a lot of airlines yeah, yeah, in Miami. So many. And uh, speaking of Miami, it is the worst airport in the world. If you're coming from a Caribbean island,
1: yeah, do not connect in Miami
3: because what? Ha- and it happened to me every single time. Whether I went to St. Martin, whether I went to the Bahamas, if you're going on vacation and you have to come back through Miami, don't expect your luggage, A, because you're, first of all, it has to go through customs. Because if you're coming from an island, which is not part of the United States, unless you're in, you know, the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, you go to the British Virgin Islands, you go to any of the out islands, which are not U.S. property, when you get back into Miami, you have to go through customs and then Chances are, a they won't find your bag because it comes on a smaller airline that flies right. over. Well,
1: normally, normally the the rule of thumb is if you're going to have a connection and you have bags, you should allow at least two hours. Yes, for your he, connection. And
3: that's and that and listen, In I've Miami, had that. In Miami, it's four. Oh yeah, because I've had. Just over two-hour connections in Miami, and my bags never make it. Not only do my bags not make it to get back on the next plane, they don't even make it for me to go through customs. So then I have to cancel the flight to go home because I'm worried about leaving my bag, which may never show up. And so Miami's great. I love Miami. But the airport do not. I and the one, one other their, time. Their I want their baggage
1: I, claim is like the Bermuda Triangle. But because
3: because it's a because a lot of people who go through there have to go through customs. It's not like you're catching a flight from Miami to L.A. You don't have to worry about it. But if you go, for example, when I would fly to the uh, when I would fly to Saint Martin in the Dutch West Indies, I flew from L.A. because there's no direct flights from L.A. to uh, Saint Martin. Right. So you got to connect either in charlotte if you want to and go there but that's much farther or miami so i remember flying on a vacation once los angeles to miami to st martin so you get to miami and then they take your bags off and then they have to put them on a smaller plane and so you're just assuming that your luggage from the big plane from los angeles to miami has been transferred onto the smaller plane only when you arrive at st martin the craziest airport where the planes land basically right over the beach. Everybody stands on the beach. You've seen those videos, right, Robin, of the Saint Martin airport?
1: I know. One of these days, I would love to be there. I've I would been love there many to, times. I, I want to stand there and see. People if I are
3: can... nuts that do this I know. because it's such a short runway, and so you're coming in over the water when you're coming into Saint Martin, and literally people are on a beach, and then there's a chain link fence, and once the, the plane gets over, it's on final, final. I mean, that plane it blows people away, literally. That's how close everybody is to the exhaust of the jet engines. And so that plane comes down, and as soon as it gets over that chain-link fence, it goes, bam, and plunks down because in front of it, there's mountains. So that's got to be one of the scariest final approaches and touchdowns of any pilot's route is the St. Martin Beach uh, Airport. And they get big. They fly in from the Netherlands. They fly in gigantic planes. They're not just flying little puddle jumpers into St. Martin. They're flying 747s into that baby.
1: Yeah, here here you can see this is a KLM flight. Uh somebody took this uh, footage and you'll see hold on a second it'll come. So every, there's
3: it. that chain link fence I was t- chain link. Now this is a takeoff. So now this plane is so at So look at the these end. people, they're going to The they're... people are on the chain link fence. Right behind that chain link fence is the beach and the Caribbean. You can see it right there. So people line up they lady, stand there. Lady, people sit down. They're crazy.
1: Lady, your drink is going to have sand in it in just a second.
3: Now watch. So now this 747 KLM flight starts to take off, and all the sand starts blowing. And all these people sitting on the beach are getting it's sand too- in their faces, eyes, ears, nose, throats, any orifice.
1: It's like but a- the people
3: standing at the fence actually get lifted up oh, off yeah. the fence. By the after. And the, and the planes, no matter how big they are, they've got to immediately pull up. To, to clear the mountain over there in St. Martin in the Dutch West Indies. It's one of the craziest airports ever.
1: It's and just, you, they
3: tell you to stand away because I know. The, the Do jet- not
1: stand. Danger. And yet everybody does it. Dopes. And then oh. here's, here's the landing. Here's the landing coming in. Hold on. You yeah, this see is how incredible. Cl- because it's so low. I mean, I mean it literally, right over you.
3: once it gets over, yeah, if you're on the beach, you feel like the plane's going to be on top of you. Watch how close it gets to the top of the chain link fence. And then, boom, it's right down, and it's on, and it, and it touches down. The wheels are down literally 30, 40 feet after it passes the chain link fence. And it's a short runway, and they can't lengthen it into the ocean. I guess they could, but why wreck the beach? But there it is, man. It's incredible. If you've ever had a chance to go there and fly into St. Martin in the Dutch West Indies, I highly recommend it. Unless you're squeamish, like Miss Robin. No, she's not squeamish. <sighs> Look at that! Ah, I mean, you—you will not. There is no place on earth where you will get closer to the undercarriage of an airplane. Now, I've been under uh, many undercarriages before.
1: Well, Mike, my friends in high school, when when I was finishing up high school in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Airport has a place where you can go park your car, you can lay down on top of your car, and you can watch the air. Yeah, right over, right over Lincoln Boulevard. It's not. No, when you when you go around LAX,
3: when we would come from Venice to go to the airport. You're driving Lincoln, and then you get and you see the the runways, but if you're and at it's that loud, light, it's
1: cool, but it's not anywhere like this. No, I it mean, comes low is, over yeah.
3: you, but not like not. No. With, there's no beach there, but that's incredible, man. That's awesome. If you go to St. Martin, I highly recommend it. You know what I'm saying?
1: I'm hearing something squeaking.
3: That's this table. Ah, it sounds like somebody's having sex on a squeaky bed. French side or Dutch side, for all of my friends who are now on Twitch talking about uh, St. Martin? Both. You got to do both.
1: Both. You got. gotta Although, long, you
3: know, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've been there. But, you know, it's one of those islands that the Dutch invaded, those colonizers. Right. And then the French also wanted a piece of it. So then they finally, instead of fighting over it, they, they split, split the son of a bitch out. in half. So on one side, it's not a big, wide island. So no, I know. You it's can small. walk on both sides. There's water on both sides, and then there's the French side, where I'd say the food is better. The Dutch side, Dutch food sucks. Let's be honest. You go to the French side, you want good food. You go to the Dutch side, you may see like a, a chick with the uh, wooden shoes on who looks like Robin with the pigtails and stuff.
1: Do they? Re- do they really have a lot of Dutch influence there?
3: Absolutely, they're Dutch.
1: Are they speaking Dutch?
3: They're not Pennsylvania Dutch who aren't Dutch at all. but do they speak Dutch? Yes, they speak Dutch. And the French people speak French, but they also speak English. And the one thing is they all like American dollars, you know, because they all take the euro. But when the American dollar was worth more than the euro or close, or even if they're like a couple of cents off, Mm -hmm. they prefer American dollars to the euro because even they know that euro trash is euro trash, Robin. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Thank you. Meanwhile, let's go to the phones. Let's open up the phone lines now. 215-462 Tony. Anything that's on your mind?
1: You might actually have some comments about a something that was just posted today, the new digital etiquette. Now, this is something Tony that you have a problem with. Bullshit. My ta- etiquette is phenomenal. No, under- no. What do you no, mean no, digital etiquette? Your digital etiquette sucks. That's
3: bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to block you now, Robin.
1: So here are these are the new like before you know the the proper things to do um that you learned as a child say please and thank you and all that now the digital the digital world digital etiquette and these are the things that you you should know and should be aware of.
3: What asshole is going to tell me how to behave, what to I say? Am,
1: this asshole right here is going to tell you because you do not do these things at all, Tony Bruno. I didn't like that call. So here are the do's and don'ts of the digital world, and let's see if you agree with it one or whether you do or do not do this. Let's, let's show of hands. Now, I'm getting ripped First now of-
3: by Clark-y, but Water on both sides. Yeah, it's a frickin' island, Tony. I know that, but some <laughs> islands are big. You can't walk to the other side quickly. No. You have to take a car. In St. Martin, you could walk. You could be in the middle of the island. You could be a wa- It's not that far. It's not that wide.
1: It's and you know what they say. Of- it's
3: not the length. It's the width. That makes the difference.
1: All right, back to digital. Okay, let's see, Tony. How are you doing so far with number one? First up, never leave a voicemail.
3: That's bullshit. I always tend leave. to no. talk
1: too long, wasting precious time. To instead of leaving a voicemail, get, drop an email or send a text message. That is,
3: abs- I'm totally against that. That's bullshit. I totally. What's agree the purpose with this. of having voicemail? I, For example, I get calls all the time, and I know the fake calls don't leave voicemails. So when I know when that's a fake call, I don't answer it. And if it goes to voicemail, then I can get the number and tag it and block it. But when somebody that I know calls me and I miss it and they leave me a voicemail, at least I know I can listen to it and say, see if it's important in an emergency, and then I can get back to them a month later if it's not that important. <laughs> but at least I funny. know they've called me. Because many times people say, I tried to call you, and I say, did you leave me a voicemail? They'll say no. So then how do I know that you called me? Because then they should text you instead. But not, everybody has, nobody ever, not everybody wants to text. Uh, Texting is I'm impersonal. Totally... That's, what, that's what's made the entire digital world bad. People now know they don't have to talk to one another anymore, so they sit there even when they're across a dinner table and text each other. That's why the world is an absolute shithole well, right that's now. How about having stupid. a conversation? Everybody wants to start a conversation about something, but nobody wants to talk to anybody else anymore. I'm, is this a Bruno rant? And yeah, yes. this is a damn you went, good Bruno you rant. Went,
1: you went one step farther. I'm totally agreement with this. Do not leave me a voicemail message. I hate them. I hate having to log onto my voicemail. I hate having to listen to them because you're going to just tell me the entire thing over again anyway when you talk to me
3: in person. Listen, there's a lot of people I don't want to talk to, but I have to. And then there's people I want to talk to, and I do.
1: So yes, have a conversation with them face no, to face. No, the, the or whole the thing.
3: Fu- here's the thing that Robin does. It really. So we're driving in the car. I turn on the radio. You remember that song? Yes. I'm driving in my car. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Turn, turn on, on, the on the radio. radio. What song is that, right, Robin?
2: Hold mm-hmm. me close.
3: No, it's not. Hold uh, yeah, me closer. No, I know. I know. I'm trying to. Think. No. I don't like, I like it. it. Na, 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 na.
1: I don't know what it is. You're you're gonna know what it is, but
3: oh, it's called fire. Oh, yeah, fire. Mm-hmm. So Tony, fire. That
1: was number one.
3: Mm-hmm. How
1: how many people agree? Are you all agreeing? No, everybody no knows voicemail. I'm right. No, so voicemail. let me get so
3: back to the to the Robin.
1: <laughs> no, we're just gonna skip in the over car, that.
3: <laughs> and I call my son to tell him we're on our way down to uh, Annapolis, and it goes to voicemail. And as, as soon as it goes to voicemail, Robin hangs up the yes, phone. Because no, you say, hey, AJ, we're on our way. I know you're busy. you got a new baby. Uh, whenever you get a chance, call us. We're on our way. We'll tell you exactly what time we're going to get there. But you don't do that. So then the person who sees that there was a missed call doesn't know what you were calling them about. That's why Al Gore invented voicemail, because Robin. instead of leaving
1: a voicemail, then I texted him so that he knew what we were doing rather than him having to go through the trouble of going on and listening to his voicemail and then erasing it and it takes up room on you. No, I'm right, you're wrong. So the second one First is... First of all,
3: whoever wrote this is a stupid, no good, <laughs> dirty, lousy, dumb-ass bastard. The Daily Blast Live, hey, Daily Blast... Blast this right up your bung bungholio, mister.
1: Dean just tried calling me. He better not be leaving me a voicemail. That's all I have to say. Um,
3: I mean, remember the great Pat O'Brien once said, go into the bathroom and leave me a voicemail. <laughs> I mean, how would he have not known unless the girl called him back from the bathroom to leave him a voicemail?
1: Tony, let's move on. Number two, do not use too many emojis one emoji is okay i only i only
3: use one i've never used more well maybe once in a while Some
1: people like they put like 10 different like you you do not have all of those expressions and feelings just leave me one emoji if you there's only one emoji
3: that they need to have on there You know what it is? What? The sarcasm emoji.
1: Oh, they don't have that. You know what people
3: use for the sarcasm? They use the upside-down face.
1: Yes. That is not very clear. But people don't think
3: of that as an emoji. You know what they need? They need
1: to have a sarcasm font that as soon as you see the font, you know it's sarcastic.
3: That just shows you how stupid people are from the Daily Blast Live, who I don't follow, by the way. And if I do, I'm going to unfollow them after these bullshit tips today. You do whatever you want. This is America. You want to live in a communist country and tell people what they can't emoji and can't do? Who are they to tell anybody that to limit it to one emoji? What is this, communist China?
1: Damn it, Dean!
3: He left a voicemail. He right? Just left me now. A play voicemail. the voicemail on the air now.
1: Ah!
3: See? Damn it! If you're asleep and one of your kids calls and there's an emergency or something, they will text me. How are you going to hear a text if you're not going to hear the voice? I'm not waking up with a text. I'm waking up when I hear my phone ring. The only reason you're supposed to wake up in the middle of the night is to let her out after she, when she does the walk of shame, if she has to leave to get home, or there's an emergency. Okay. Any else? Let's go to the – let's hear this.
1: Is this just heavy breathing? I think this is just heavy breathing. See, this is like a voicemail with no voicemail. I think
3: he's playing like a porno in the background. Uh, just to break your chops, so to speak. Okay.
1: Third, do not, don't read and then ignore a text message. If somebody actually sent you a text message, don't leave them hanging. That is one thing, and I know you do it. Like, even if you just put a thumbs up or anything so that you acknowledge that you actually read it. Even if you're not replying no, right wait away. Wait a minute.
3: Who died? And made these slap dicks at Daily Blast Live the arbiters of how to work in the digital realm,
1: because they are correct.
3: They're only correct it's because you agree sense. with them. I
1: totally agreement. Uh, uh, by the way, I read texts. I don't
3: ignore texts. I don't ignore texts. I read them and I reply to them. Not always. Most of the time, unless it's somebody I don't know. If it's somebody I know,
1: sometimes you leave uh, them hanging.
3: If it's somebody I don't know or somebody, for example, DMs me on, on Twitter, I mean I got back to them instantly. Yeah. A lot of times I don't even know I have a, a DM. You can slide into my DMs if you want, no, especially was... if you're a woman. I prefer it's a woman slides into you my do DMs. You need to
1: respond even if it's a, okay. Then um, punctuation can cause problems, period. Believe it or not, periods and exclamation points in text messages can appear to come across as angry. I don't know if I agree with this one.
3: Wait a minute. B back, beer Vac says, Tony is the least woke digital person alive. Thank yes, you. and I'm proud of that. <laughs> I don't want to be woke. I don't want to be woke. Because He's, woke this is, this is isn't, bullshit.
1: This isn't about woke. This is about manners,
3: Tony. Who has better manners than me, goddammit?
1: Not on the digital <laughs> world.
3: <laughs> Who has worse manners than me?
1: Okay, anyway, the punctuation, I don't know if I agree with this. Um,. This is stupid. This one I totally don't agree with at all. Schedule all of your calls, even those with your friends. Nowadays, some consider a surprise phone call to be rude. It's better to check in another way before you dial.
3: You mean like when your mother calls knowing that we do a show every day and she still happens to call between the hours we're on the like, air let's not and talk you remind her about it multiple, about multiple multiple times?
1: Come on. I get when ma-
3: people call. You but- know, like business calls, people call during all these phone spam people. They call between 9 and 5. Yes, but, so you so know it's going to be but this somebody. Is what,
1: this is what they're talking about, though. They're, they're, they're saying that if I wanted to call you, Tony Bruno, that I would send you a text message or an email first, saying, hey, Tony, do you have time to talk? Or, hey, Tony, do you have time to talk at 4 o'clock today? So they're, they're asking you to schedule a phone call, even with friends. I don't think that. That one's stupid to me.
3: You don't schedule calls with Bis- friends. Business, Only yes. with friends with benefits. And then, you know, you decide what time she's going to come over. And then you make the hookup. Now, this F-W- one, everybody, B, baby. everybody. You done sh- with FWB, Robin?
1: Everybody should know this one. Do not reply all. Like, if you get an email message or text message and you hit reply, that can get you in major, major big trouble. So just do not hit reply all. That's By the way,
3: Robin, I'll, I'll tell you one person who's disagreeing with everything and everything this Daily Blast Live bullshit site says. And that's Beach Babe 1204. One of my favorite followers now on <laughs> Twitch <Street. laughs> She says the whole – she says, right? She says, it's hard to know someone's tone on a text. That's the downfall to text, DMs, and tweets. Yes. People think, you know, that's why you need a sarc font. But but the bottom line is when you leave a voicemail, there's no confusion over the person's mood, tone, whether they're pissed off whether they're sexy, you can can, can actually leave a message with sounds.
1: But don't know. Don't leave a voicemail. Just say, hey, I'm trying to call you or something so that they know and then they call you back. No, because if somebody leaves me a
3: message and says, hey, I'm trying to call you and I'm on an important call, I'm going to be pissed off at that person who thinks that I should drop everything I'm doing because not knowing that I'm on the phone and leaves me a text that I need to call them right back because I'm supposed to know I'm supposed to drop the phone call with somebody I'm on right now to get back to them.
1: Burton Gus, fuck these. I'm replying all and attaching a voicemail to the damn thing.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. And now Cujo knows his beach babe has got to be a dude. And she replied, so now we got a feud going on. Hey, AJ. Hang on comments? No, I'm not, LOL. Why would she call herself Beach Babe? And by the way, Beach Babe, I believe you're a woman. But, of course, since I'm a journalist, we're going to need some photographic proof. It doesn't have to be a full nude. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, it could be a bathing suit before you take it off and you're walking through well, the Miami airport. Who says that
1: if she sends you a photograph, though, that it, could, it might not be her. She might have gotten it off No, you, you write your
3: name on So you get a picture, <laughs> and then you write, yes, Making this is really me, Tony, and then you send the picture. Making it i played these uh, games before, Robin. I know how all the games work.
1: Now, speaking of games and somebody that has opinions, the fabulous AJ in San Antonio on the line.
3: The official provider of all <laughs> yeah. things on this studio and the show. What's going on, man? <laughs> no, I got you beat.
6: What what irritates me is not a phone call, but it's the email sent first, followed by the guy that sent you the email who calls you and says, "I sent you an email." Yep. No kidding. I haven't read it yet.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's like a double. Double over overtime negative,
6: right? And if you're gonna call me, don't send the damn email.
1: Nope. <laughs> so I'm I'm all for phone calls. I'm all for talking to person people in person. But just don't uh-huh. leave me a freaking voicemail. It drives me nuts.
6: But at the same time, you hear the people that say, "Well, if you didn't send me, leave me a voicemail. It wasn't that
3: important." I told you, I get my voicemail funny. tips from my good friend Pat O'Brien. when he was at there a club. You go. And it was a hot chick, uh, and he had her phone number. He would call and say, go to the bathroom and leave me a voicemail. <laughs> That's the way to communicate. Because if you're, you know, oh, say, no. say you're with somebody else that doesn't, you know, you don't want them to know, you get a text, the chick could see, see, people can see when you get a text. And then you look, and they look over your shoulder to see who's texting you. Oh, I do this all the time yeah. with Robin. I don't think she's to talk I'll say, I'm in the car. I'm like, who are you texting now, Robin. That's what I would say. Yeah. It's my daughter. I said, how about calling your daughter instead of spending a half an hour going back and forth with texts?
1: Because sometimes you can't actually talk to somebody. Like, my daughter might be at work or she might be whatever.
3: So then it's and not she... important, then, basically, is what you're saying.
1: No, because well, you, can, you, can like, you, can, you can double. You can, you can be doing two things at the same time when you're texting, except for driving. You're not supposed to text and drive.
3: You're damn right you're not. It's the law. Delaware is one of the few states that actually has signs that threaten your ass if you're texting and driving. I hope they're pulling people over. I really
1: do. I hope they do, because it is so dangerous. But anyway, go ahead, AJ.
6: And sometimes, depending on what kind of phone you know, if you're texting, you don't even know if you're on a group chat sometime on a text. And you talk about getting yourself in trouble depending on what you're saying to who. But don't you
1: know, like, if you're on a group text, doesn't your phone show you that you're on a group text?
6: It depends on what kind of phone you have. Oh. Wow. I always I mean, know. Most phones, yeah. I don't I do any, I don't, don't do the
3: only I don't do group tests. There's only one group stuff that I do and it has nothing to do with phones Who or texting. Who Joe
6: knows.
1: Beach Babe two oh four, do you have Twitter asking for a friend? <laughs> 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 I believe Beach Babe two oh four might be getting a lot of friend requests. It, no, it's twelve oh four rather.
3: It's twelve oh four. It's
6: actually like two forty five now. I just wanted to call and say congratulations. Move over, Johnny Knoxville. There's a new bad grandpa in town.
3: Damn right, man. Are yeah, they I gonna tech... make a
6: movie on your life?
3: They should. They should. I want Johnny Knoxville to play me, though.
6: With the oh yeah, a younger Tony Bruno or older Tony Bruno?
3: Doesn't matter.
1: Burton Guy says Tony should not be reading about digital etiquette. He should be teaching it on Twitter. <laughs> more Huns, more sugar. Exactly. More sugar tits.
3: See, you can call, I could call guy sugar tits on Twitter, and then I'll have women come after me and saying you're sexist, a misogynist. I'm calling a guy sugar tits. I'm calling a guy honey. How can I be a misogynist? That's my way of saying you're a dick without using the word slapdick. Sugar tits is a term of endearment. It means your breasts are sweet. It's not, a, it's yes. not an actual insult, Robin. <laughs> I when you call somebody, hon, when we go to the Melrose Diner, Robin, what does the waitress call me, you, or hun. everybody else? Hon. Were you going to have some coffee, hon? You were there with us, AJ, remember? Hon. I do. Or baby. I don't call women baby. I ain't your baby, baby. So if a woman calls me baby, am I going to be offended? No. Absolutely if not. If a woman calls me hon or sugar... Am I supposed to be upset? No. How, is no. The, how are these terms? Now, sugar tits... I can understand maybe I, a little bit, but that's my way of being sarcastic. Yes. When I when I call a man sugar tits, that's my way of telling him he's a douchebag without having to call him a douchebag.
6: Which then I think, Od- I think Odell Beckham called that cop sugar tits. That's the problem.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
6: believe
1: Tony Bruno that there are times even without the sarcasm font that everybody can tell that you no, are being sarcastic. No,
3: you you would not believe how many people still do not and get sarcasm, Robin. And then when you
1: use the what would normally be a term of endearment like Han or sugar, and then you use it in a derogatory way. I
3: don't use it in a. You don't, you don't know the tone. <laughs> Am I right here?
6: Uh, you can't tell the tone in a text or an email unless you know the person. Exactly.
3: Period. And how many times have you texted somebody or tweeted somebody and they think that you're yelling at. Yeah. You know, the only way you can tell you're yelling everything's yeah. in caps. Right. But then there's people who write their t- tweets in all caps, and they're not yelling. They just stupid right. to write it in all caps. And then you try to read geniuses like Cardi B's tweets, and then you're figuring out what did I do wrong and what did I do wrong in my life. Have you ever read a Cardi B tweet?
1: Uh, I I have tried. Mm. And I try. I have tried. It's impossible. And, and, I have no
3: idea. Listen, I understand yeah. slang and I speak jive and I grew up in the in the in the hood, but she's a megastar, yeah. No, and she cannot put together one coherent sentence.
1: Well, even when she speaks, I mean that's it's not just her. God bless story her. Now. I
3: mean that just shows you that you know you can get ahead in this country. You don't have to have perfect grammar. You don't have to have well, etiquette, etiquette on the internet. And Robin. the same
1: thing with the Antonio Brown tweets. They're like you're like whoa. What what are you trying to say there, dude?
6: I hear you. Oh, what did he say?
3: I don't know. No. Anyway, well,
6: who's worse, Antonio Brown or Cardi B, when it comes to tweet Neither one of them seems to be able to put together a coherent sentence. Yeah, spoke but, and at, at, by le- at
3: least A B laid it out all, all out on the table. And then that video the other day when he was yelling <laughs> yeah. at, his, at his baby mama and the police. There's no They're way like to misinterpret. God. There's no way to misinterpret anything oh, that he bad. said. In that video that he posted. I thought I was watching The Wolf of Wall
6: Street, telling I swear.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, the waitresses at the Melrose Diner are not MILFs. Occasionally there's, a, oh, there's, some, there's, there's some. one of those, if you go in at 2 in the morning and you want to get yourself some SOS, some cream chip beef on toast, there may be one or two in there you'd say, you know, hey, now I know what Tiger Woods was feeling when he would go into the Perkins Pancake Houses and see that one waitress... That may not be at first she, glance, but she stands de- out from the rest. Drop dead gorgeous, but the ne- next time she comes over and pours that cup of coffee, and she's leaning over, and you can see the cleavage a little bit. You know, she bends over, not provocatively. She's not doing it intentionally, accidentally.
1: Well, Tiger Woods is now still dating. He's been dating her for several years now. The the one she,
3: she runs his restaurant. She's not a waitress.
1: But she did. She worked her way up. She was a waitress. Yeah, but she
3: he wasn't he wasn't banging her. He was banging other chicks. Wow. She, she, ran, she runs his business. <laughs> hey, A.J.,
1: we're going to let you go because we are yeah. almost to the end of almost this. On the end. Thank you, A.J. Always. Absolutely. For everything. Now, who do you like? Oh.
3: I need to know who you like this weekend. Tennessee, Kansas City, Packers, Niners. Uh,
6: we're going gonna to go, go Niners over the Packers. Uh, I'm going to go with covering the spread in that one. And I think I'm going to go with Tennessee with the upset straight up.
3: Do you think they're going to win straight up? Now tell me. In Arrowhead Stadium. A lot of people are jumping on them. They're the hottest team, no doubt about that. I mean, they've toppled two Giants already to get there. And the most interesting part about this, as I incorporate mm-hmm. this into my Stone Cold locks, which will be posted momentarily on the props is since losing to Tennessee play rough? Okay. No, I'm gonna play rough now, maybe later. Say hello
6: to my Anything can happen, Tony. I mean, what's interesting about the Tennessee okay. Titans is that this year, they were 9-7. and seven. Last yep. year, they were 9-7. And, yep. the and, yep. and The year before that, they were 9-7. and And the year before that, they were 9-7. and
3: It's unbelievable. And
6: ele- it's unbelievable. And eliminated both times by the Patriots. And this time, they handed the Patriots a loss. And, it, you know, the dynamic of the playoffs would have been completely different if the Patriots hadn't lost oh. at all. Anything can happen in the league.
3: Anything can, and there's no oh. doubt. And, and here's the amazing thing about Ryan Tannehill. Ooh, wow. Ryan Tannehill has won two consecutive games. Oh. I know it's very ex- emotional for a lot of people.
6: Yes. Texas A&M's own Ryan Tannehill.
3: Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. That
1: was a walk-up sound.
3: I know it was. That wasn't Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has won his last two playoff games. And you know, you know how much how much yardage he threw for in in the games in the two games that he's won. Top Probably play. like
6: what hundred
3: yards. No, he has not surpassed 100 yards passing in the two big wins. In fact, when he went up to the Patriots house up there in Foxborough, he threw for 72 yards. When he went into Baltimore, he threw for 82 yards. So, and still won. And still won. And what's interesting to note here, I wrote this stat down earlier and it's incredible. The last court, the last teams that have had quarterbacks in playoff games that have not thrown for 100 yards. See. The 72 73 Miami Dolphins and the 1974 Pittsburgh Steelers. Their quarterbacks did not throw for 100 yards in back to back games. And guess what those two teams did? They won the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill's going to win the Super Bowl, but who knows? I mean, he's got Derrick exactly. Henry. We know Derrick Henry is a monster. And Kansas City is not great against the run. And so that's going to be the interesting dynamic because if they try to stop just Derrick Henry, obviously, you know, they won't be able to score a lot of points. But don't sleep on Tannehill because I saw this other stat. Ryan Tannehill, how many touchdown passes has he had in the last 10 weeks? Because people say, well, you know, he throws for a small yard. He doesn't go over 100 yards. He's thrown for 19 touchdown passes. In the last 10 weeks, because you don't think of him as a guy who's going to light it up. You're going to think, Derek Henry, hand it off, he's going to score. 19 touchdown passes. Patrick Mahomes has 18 touchdown passes. So Ryan Tannehill, the guy who you don't think of as a guy who's going to go out there and throw the ball all over the place because he's got a great running attack, can throw the ball for touchdowns if you don't pay attention to him. Patrick Mahomes actually has 16 touchdown passes in the last 10 weeks. But, of course, Tannehill has played an extra game. So the total number is 18 touchdowns for Ryan Tannehill, 16 touchdowns for Pat Mahomes throwing out last week's playoff games. So he's thrown more touchdown passes than Lamar Jackson in the playoff, who threw more touchdown passes than anybody, and he's thrown more touchdown passes than Patrick Mahomes, yet no one wants to take this guy seriously because he's not putting up the 350-yard games. And you know why he's not putting them up? Because he doesn't have to.
6: That's right. If Rex Grossman can get to a Super Bowl, Tony, anybody
3: can. Absolutely. Well, Rex Grossman had a great defense with that team, too, and some help. There you go. But they had Peyton, exactly. they had to go up against Peyton Manning, and he finally got his ring there. Good stuff, Yeah, man. I remember,
6: were you at that Super Bowl? It was raining like dogs.
3: I was there. That's the last one I. I thought that's the last one in Miami, and that's right, why that I. Re-
6: you saw Faraday there.
3: No Faraday, was right. in, no, Faraday was in San Francisco. We've in, seen him in, a lot in, in San, Francisco, uh, in San Francisco. Francisco
1: and a couple of other places. And
3: Houston. He's a lot of them. But the, oh, one, it was the, the one where I actually was talking to David Faraday during the media night was the one where Marshawn Lynch was there with the Seahawks, and he was just saying things like, I'm all about that action, man. All about an action, man. <laughs> and people were like, uh, is that uh, what he's at? And then there was the Skittles. That's when the, you know, where the whole Skittles uh, thing uh, got, became huge uh, in that Super Bowl. I believe that was either Arizona – or San Francisco, but I don't remember now. They're all. San Francisco, old.
6: I think this. I know you're up against it. I'll let you
3: go, guys. I'm up against something.
6: Thanks, AJ.
1: Up
3: against the wall, mofos. So, anyway, so Tennessee and Kansas City also. Let me do the picks here since I don't have the music. You know what else they have in common, Robin? They're the only two teams in the NFL that average more than 25 points a game this year. And so that's why you can't sleep on the Tennessee Titans. People keep waiting for this thing to end. Listen, you know me, I love Andy Reid. This will be, and if he can win this game and his team can win this game, this will be his first Super Bowl, Robin, since he went with the Philadelphia Eagles and Donovan McNabb in 2005 in Jacksonville and lost the game on a field goal to the Patriots. So Ryan Tannehill against Patrick Mahomes. Seven-and-a-half-point favorites your Kansas City Chiefs are. And I told you, Chiefs that give up 4.9 yards per carry against the run, they're facing the best running back in football. That's going to be an issue. They better have to slow this guy down. Ryan Tannehill, don't sleep on him either. And so I don't expect Tannehill to light him up. Patrick Mahomes can light somebody up through the air. I'm going to take. I think the Chiefs are going to win and go to the Super Bowl. That's first and foremost. But I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans with the points. It's seven and a half points. Take Tennessee and the points. Could they win this game? Absolutely they could. Will they win this game? I don't think so. I think Kansas City finds a way to end the ride for the Tennessee Titans. And Kansas City and Andy Reid will be seeing him and my boy Pat Mahomes in Miami Beach, baby. And in the NFC, you know what happened the last time these two teams played, Robin? It was week 12. Aaron Rodgers stunk up the joint. The Green Bay Packers, he had 104 total yards and threw one garbage touchdown at the end of the game. They lost 37-8 to in Week 12. Five sacks against Rodgers. But here's the other story in this game. This is the NFC Championship game. Jimmy Garoppolo, as good as he's been, he's got the three-headed monster with the running backs, the BMC. Not run BMC. He's got a great tight end. They're the the second-best rushing team in the entire NFL. The San Francisco 49ers can run the ball. Jimmy G has played well, but he turns the ball over. 19, 13 interceptions. He had a pick six against Minnesota in the divisional game. He's fumbled the ball 10 times. I'm not saying he's going to fumble. I'm saying that he can't fumble and he can't throw picks. Because even though Green Bay... is not favored to win. They're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, and everybody's looking at that earlier game, how they got blown out, and a lot of people think they're gonna, the Niners are going to blow out Green Bay again. But remember, Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has a great running back. He's got a great receiver in Devontae Adams. His offensive line is healthier. Does that mean they're going to win the game? No, but Green Bay forces turnovers. 27 forced turnovers. The 49ers force turnovers they also have 27 turnovers but Aaron Rodgers does not turn the ball over Jimmy Garoppolo cannot turn the ball over it could come down to that it can also come down to the field goal kicking game the Niners always go for points they get into the red zone a lot but their coach Kyle Shanahan is not a guy who likes to go for it in fact against The Minnesota Vikings in that game last week. They got into the red zone inside the 20 twice San Francisco did. Fourth and short. And you know what they did? They kicked the field goals with Robbie Gold. So while other coaches will go for it when they're inside the, I mean, obviously Doug Peterson goes for it all the time. Fourth and short inside the 20. They won't go for it, but they'll get points. So Robbie Gold could be the factor. He had uh, two field goals on fourth and short versus Minnesota, which he made, and he's been kicking great lately. So when you look at these games, everybody's looking at the quarterbacks and everybody's looking at what happened the last time they played. You've got to look at experience. Aaron Rodgers, going back to where he grew up in the Bay Area. Cal, where he went to school. He knows the 49ers passed up on him. Even all these years later, he knows that that team passed up on him and he went to Green Bay and obviously is a Hall of Fame quarterback. So bottom line is this. I think the 49ers win this game, but just like the other game. I think the Green Bay Packers keep this one close enough to cover the seven and a half. So you're getting seven and a half points. All the, uh, all the Green Bay Packers have to do is they lose by seven, you win the bet. So I think both teams, everybody's expecting blowouts in both games. I don't see it happening. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I'm taking the Titans with the seven and a half. And I'm taking the Green Bay Packers with the seven and a half out in Santa Clarita.
1: And all of these picks are available on USBetGuide.com.
3: Exactly right. No. US no. The props. props excuse me. The props. Sorry, Robin. The propsnetwork.com.
1: The props. USBetGuide was last year, and it's turned into Props Network. PropsNetwork.com. Sorry, thePropsNetwork.com.
3: The PropsNetwork.com. You know what I'm saying? So, um, bet the dogs. Bet the Put dogs. Put on the dog mask. Woof, woof. Do a little doggy style. Get Snoop Dogg on in the background when you walk up to the window or call your favorite personage. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Stone cold. Guaranteed.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, set the alarms for an hour from now. Or actually hour and a, a half. little bit over an no, hour No, 4.30. From
3: now. We are starting the next show at 4.30, 430. Rob. We'll little... have an intermission. Yes. i got to go out and get popcorn made. And I got to go get some material. We're starting
1: it at four thirty, and it's going to be a special program. We're going to have in studio guest Darius Mayfield. He's on his way. He should be here shortly. Um, and the fabulous Scott Pressler is going to be calling into the show right at the top of the sh- top, top of the show because he has um, another show that he's doing as well. So at four thirty, it's 4:30, going to be a special. Scott now it's not going to
3: be sports related. No, this it is, is going to be a civic show. I will give you civics lessons, and I will show for all the people who get angry at me because I ripped the mayor and the district attorney in this city as a taxpayer here, I've also done things that I can do. I can't stop crime. I can't fix corruption. I don't have that kind of power. I can't worry about people parking. I do. I don't have control over a corporate corrupt bureaucracy in this city or Washington, D.C. But what I do, what bothers me, and my number one pet peeve has been this forever, is trash on the streets. Trash on the streets is something that we, as private citizens, can help fix. Yeah. We, can't, we, can't, we can't fix crime. We can't stop people shooting each other. We can't stop home break-ins. But we can help clean up our own neighborhoods. And I've done that my entire life, and I've done it also as a radio host. And so we've this is doing some jumping on, on some bandwagon, some political thing. This isn't about politics to me. I've cleaned my streets every single year, every single week. I go out there and pick up bottles and cans, rake the leaves, Do what I can to keep my street clean because I know the city is not cleaning streets anymore. So rather than sit here and bitch about it, we're going to do something about it.
1: Exactly. April 4th, there's going to be a big Philly cleanup. So if you're living in the Philadelphia area, please um, get ready to call in, talk about your neighborhoods, the problems you're seeing. And also, even if you don't live in Philadelphia um, and you would like Darius and Scott to perhaps do a big cleanup in your city because of issues – Call in. Let us know. I, the, the, you know.
3: Yeah, we'll give you all the information yeah. on how you can do this. And again, we're not. We're not running. I'm not running for office. No. These people <laughs> aren't running for political offices. You know, I got guys on Twitter who uh, have some agenda, calling me names. People who are law enforcement. Law enforcement people coming at me, who just absolutely are shameful of how they attack me for caring about my city. That's because stupid. a lot of people on Twitter, you'll see them they have political motivations they they say a lot of stuff they'll criticize other politicians and then you read their profiles and they're running for office i can assure you and I, i've said this forever i have no desire to run for office i'm not using this show as a platform to run for mayor or city council or any other job i detest politics unfortunately politics is part of our world in fact now it's the most important part for a lot of people instead of just enjoying life i mock politicians I don't you don't see me praising any politician on Twitter. So anyway, that's the bottom line.
1: So tune in again in about an hour, a little bit over an hour and a like. Four an hour You'll Four get third. the
3: notification. Once Robin puts up the bat signal, maybe my machine will be charged or it'll be dead, but or I need to get I have another machine, I'm gonna to have to load that baby up, so to speak. In the meantime, don't drink and drive out there. Especially this weekend. It's a long weekend, Martin Luther King weekend. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't break into people's houses. And most importantly, God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. We'll see you at 430 for day, uh, actually part two of the Friday day, day. Friday two for day, day day doubleheader. Right here on Twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show. Thank you. We'll see you in an hour and a half.
4: Very easy. In our world here, there a happy little mountain.
1: Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.